Listen, Sucky, you ever been broke? Sure, mostly often. All right. You're walking along. Not a nickel in your jeans. You're free as the wind. Nobody bothers you. Hundreds of people pass you by in every line of business. Shoes, hats, automobiles, radios, furniture, everything. And they're all nice, lovable people. And they let you alone. Well, is that right? Then you get a hold of some dough and what happens? All those nice, sweet, lovable people become helots. A lot of heels. They begin creeping up on you. Trying to sell you something. They get long claws. And they get a stranglehold on you. And you squirm and you duck and you holler and you try to push them away, but you haven't got a chance. They got you. First thing you know, you own things. A car, for instance. Now your whole life is messed up with a lot more stuff. You get license fees and number plates and gas and oil and taxes and insurance and identification cards and letters and bills and flat tires and dents and traffic tickets and motorcycle pops and courtrooms and lawyers and fines and a million and one other things. And what happens? You're not the free and happy guy you used to be. You got to have money to pay for all those things. So you go after what the other fellas got. And they are. You're a helot yourself. My garden is all overgrown. And the weeds are creeping up on my home. Grass was grown over two foot high. And the trees are blocking out the sky.
get down to it, boppers. Ah, buddies. It's the Ron and Fez show. Ron Bennington. Fuck Ron Bennington. Fez Wiley. Fuck Ron Bennington. Chris Stanley. Fuck Ron Bennington. And another guy. Fuck Ron Bennington. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. We'll start off the uh, show looking for an Ichiban. But, Fezzy, uh, before we get started, I got another habit for you. You got a break. Oh, what's that? You got to stop calling the guy in booking Anthony. Because oh. every time you said Anthony, this morning I'm like, why the hell would Anthony care about that? <laughs> and this has been going on for a while. You need to find out his last initial and then use it. Okay. Or we'll just make up a last initial. L. Because I'm constantly <laughs> going, wait a minute. Well, is Anthony doing some extra work around here? Everybody's got to have their own name. That's it. We get one name apiece. Ichiban. That's the big story of the day. The Japanese say Ichiban when they mean... Number one. Number one. His mic sounds like shit, by the way. Sounds like he's in a bucket. Number one. still think it sounds bad. Yeah, it does sound bad. Someone call Mars at Wildwood and let him know he's got something to do. Here's Sam in Boston. Sam, what's up, buddy? Hey, buddies. How's it going? Uh, yesterday, federal prosecutors charged a uh, Miami hacker with attempting to steal data from over 130 million credit and debit cards. Yeah, I've been looking at this uh, right now, and uh, it's on all the scrolls. When you're walking through New York, all the big news scrolls have it. And this morning, uh, my credit card bill said I, I spent $4,000 on Rockstar Games. And I don't think that's mine. I think a hacker got to me. Uh, but the credit card thing, I mean, we just take it. You can just call anybody if you have a credit card. Uh, give out that number, and they'll send you stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's so much better than whacking somebody on the back of the head and taking their wallet. Just find out their credit card number. And start ordering shit at a girlfriend's house that doesn't know your real name. One of those girlfriends. You know, a lot of these credit cards were stolen uh, through 7-Eleven files. Mm -hmm. So that's really sad. If all you wanted was a Slurpee, and next thing you know, you just owe tens of thousands of dollars. I, I, I was at my uh, neighborhood Tasty Delight last <laughs> night, and a guy used a credit card... For a vanilla cone and sprinkles. I said, motherfucker, you got to get some cash on you. Cash is just about dead now. Oh, yeah. Yep. Cash looks like a wood stove. It just is antiquated. Uh, Davey Mac, you're still a cash boy, though, huh? I need to use the cash because the debit card has gotten me into problems. Yeah. When I think that I have more you, money. You never and, even made it to the credit card. Right, no, the debit card. And I feel like a big star because I feel like, hey, I'm taking out plastic. It's not the real plastic, though. Well, the, uh, as far as having a credit card, the worst thing about it is somehow it should shut off when you're drunk. <laughs> a credit card, when you're, you know, you'll leave the house and you're like, yeah, I'm going to go out to a bar. For some reason, 2 o'clock in the morning is when you decide, this is on me. 
Now, you never would have made this decision no. at 10 o'clock at night, 11 o'clock at night. And then, of course, you don't even remember it. And you and you went in 500 deep. <laughs> All because you just wanted to be everybody's buddy. Um, here is uh, Andy. Andy, you're on Run of Fez. Hey, guys. Uh, MSNBC reports that 90% of U.S. money is laced with cocaine. Here's what I don't understand. Are you telling me Jesus freaks have 10% of the money and they're not fucking sharing it? <laughs> Here's what I love about this story, too. It's less on what bill, Fez? Um, I would say the $100 bill. Just the opposite. It's less on the ones. Who the really? fuck wants to roll up a one? <laughs> you got to roll up your biggest bill when you're fucking doing rails. Because you're top of the world then. The C-Notes, uh, every one of them has coke <laughs> on it. But 10% of the money, not partied with. And the weird thing is, you know, when you're a kid, they always tell you, oh, money's dirty. You stick that bill right up your fucking nose, and you're fucking <laughs> doing a rail off the top of a urinal. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, here's Dutch. Dutch in Brooklyn. How you doing, buddy? Hey, buddies. Uh, I want to discuss the uh, new sex tape scandal with Eric Dane of uh, Grey's Anatomy, his wife, Rebecca Gayhart. She was the Nazima uh, girl of the 90s fame. And then there's this uh, character they had to threesome with in this sex tape, a real shady character. She's some Miss uh, Former USA. She's on the new Celebrity Rehab. What do you guys think of all this? Uh, I, I'm going to be totally honest here. I, do, I don't know one of these people. But uh, let me see the, the chick, the gay heart. And yeah. again... The only thing I know about her is she was in trouble. She, like, um, did some reckless driving thing and killed some people. I don't make you a bad person. I, I don't know who it is, but the guy's called Nick Steamy on Grey's Anatomy, the husband. So does that help you out? All right, well, this is Gayhart. She was Noxzema girl and then became kind of like, um, she was in those, you know, mean girl type movies of the late 90s. All right, well, she's great. Let me see the Miss USA. The Miss USA. And then who's the guy? Eric Dane is simply on uh, Grey's Anatomy. Just he doesn't fucking, do anything else? No, he's just a fucking regular dude. Never saw Grey's Anatomy. Why would you? It's a chick show. Well, there's also a thing. I don't like any doctors. Not even on fucking TV. I can't even stand that house. He's constantly cutting into people and finding out uh, what's in there. Well, there's never a case where it's like, all right, here, you just need to stay off of that and you'll be fine. It's always something catastrophic. <laughs> I, I don't think that would be a good show, would it? You know, only look you over and you're great. Maybe just one cheery episode. Normally, it's if you watch House, they did something you've done a million times before. And that's why the mm. germ got into them. This brunette is the third party. Right, they're all great. These two chicks are great. Here's the only problem. What are you doing rolling fucking tape? It's a closed set. You want to fucking party? It's a closed set. <laughs> I don't get these people who want to fucking put pictures of themselves on Facebook, fucking around or getting high. Well, I think people then go back and watch it. Yeah, that's the problem. People go back and watch it. Well, that's fun to do. Not no? just you. You're not <laughs> the only one. And this might stun some of you ladies, but this might not be the only guy you're going to be with in your life. And he might not like that there's pictures of you fucking blowing around with McSteamy and the Noxzema girl. 
Yeah, I don't get them. So has anybody seen this video? Have you seen it, Dave? Um, I, I, they, I just went to the place that took it down, but it only had Gay Hart um, topless in a jacuzzi. And then the other girl was filming her and filmed herself topless, but there, I, there was no sex. This is what fucking happened to Vinny Chase the other night. I wanted to give Vinny Chase a fucking smack on, the, on his ear for letting that college girl shoot him in bed. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? You're Vinny Chase. You're Aquaman. It, it wasn't, there was no, it, 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 I mean, we've seen Rebecca Gayhart get naked in movies, so it's the same yeah, thing. Yeah, but it's a different situation. You know she's fucking, you know, she's ready to take everybody on. Stop it, Gayhart. Even though I didn't know who you were yesterday. <laughs> Cut it out. She used to be one of my favorites when I was a yeah. kid. But I mean, you from know. From the Noxzema or from the. From the Noxzema. Like, everyone instantly recognized her the way everyone, like, when Cindy Crawford was on that first Coca Cola or Pepsi commercial, yeah. everyone's who? like, this is the highest chick. Cindy Crawford? I don't know her. <laughs> I don't know a lot of these chicks. I'm not from around here. Do I have to Google image Cindy Crawford? I was living in Florida then, so I don't know all this stuff. So this is the big story, huh? Every week we, uh... It, it's big if you don't have much of a real sex life. I think people who are actually getting laid don't fucking care about this shit. I can't believe Chris Tanley isn't on it. That's normally his deal. Uh, I, just, I just found it. I sent it over to Dave. Well. Um, Adam in Boston. Adam in Boston. Hey, buddy. I got, got you, Ichiban. Yeah. Uh, at the uh, town hall, Obama's town hall last night in Phoenix, there was a bunch of people just outside the convention center packing serious heat, packing AR-15s and other, like, what they're calling assault rifles and stuff. Oh, okay, so I had heard this differently. I had heard that uh, that they were close to the president. He was inside. He was inside, they were outside. Okay, I thought it was like everybody was outside and they were just standing in the back. With their assault rifles. Well, they didn't break the law. I know you're anti-gun guy. Uh-huh. But, you know, people were bringing up, well, why can't they? And I'm like, when the fucking president is in New York, I can't get on 6th Avenue. You can't fucking fly a plane over the White House. You can't go near our president with fucking weapons. I thought that was the deal of the Secret Service. I know. That's why I didn't understand why they kept saying it was perfectly legal for it, them to do it. It is legal in that state. Okay, because they, I mean, they scout things out for weeks but, in advance. But again, they weren't inside with it. Uh-huh. They weren't close enough to shoot him. This is just fucking TV hype. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know it till this second. Okay. But I thought... All right, if they're outside, if he's outside, you can't have somebody in the back with a fucking rifle. No. I don't give a shit what the local law is, but that didn't happen. So this is all fucking bullshit from the beginning. Nobody was close to the president with a gun. Stop trying to bullshit us. It would be another thing. Guy 12 rows back is just sitting there. <laughs> I can see him better through the scope. <laughs> That's a lot easier. Perfectly legal. Um, here is, by the way, though. There is a craziness taking place in the country. And those Republicans don't know how to not be in charge. They are just going batshit, screaming, <laughs> flipping the fuck out. Ease it down. We're going to be voting again soon. Then go out, vote, try to get this thing going. You, you cannot do the election. The election happened. That's it. Next election, vote against. 
They've unleashed an army of loud elderly out there. I don't get it. Have we never fucking... Have none, none of these guys have ever had an election where their guy never won? I'm used to that. That's been my entire <laughs> lifetime. I'm a third party motherfucker. I don't like to be in charge. I like to hear, oh shit, my guy didn't even get 1% of the vote. Then I feel like I'm on to something. Uh, 866... Uh, Ron Zero Fez, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Rich in Florida. Hey, buddy. Yeah. I, I also heard that wherever the president is, that becomes federal ground, so that law supersedes the uh, local laws anyway, so they, they're yeah, not allowed but to but the fact of the matter is, for all the fucking hysteria that's going on, nobody was close to the president with a gun. A guy was outside of a building with a gun. Right. That's right. all that happened. The president was completely safe. The Secret Service had a hold of the situation. And I'm telling you right now, with the nuttiness that's going on, they should not uh, fucking put the president outside. There's too much craziness going on. And if I was like, uh, who's the leader of the, like a lot of the blacks right now? Al Sharpton. All right, Al Sharpton. If I was Al Sharpton, I would send... Each of the fucking, um, like, Fox anchors, a, a letter, a nice letter, saying, if anything happens to the president, hide. Because you motherfuckers are firing everybody <laughs> up. And if any of these nuts do anything to the president, fucking go into hiding. Because it's too stupid out there right now. Uh, here is uh, Bill. Bill, you're on Run Fez. Buddies. Yeah. It's funny that you were talking about this. I just brought the story up on my computer, and the thing that no one will say is what color the guy holding the assault rifle is. Well, he looks exactly like Earl. It looks like <laughs> Earl with an assault rifle, because he even yeah. had the, the stupid... Except he's wearing a white shirt. Yeah, he had the yeah. nerdy look about him. Uh, the whole gimmick was down. But again, this guy didn't break the law. He wasn't threatening anybody. Uh, don't even worry about it. Uh, here's some big uh, breaking news. Spy report. Spy report. Right on this minute. Uh, Scott has it. Uh, Scott. Hey, Ronnie, got the Ichiban. Michael Jackson to be buried on his 51st birthday by his father. They Los got him. Yeah. Cemetery. Right now he's sitting field. next to some cool pops in a freezer somewhere, uh, which you got to hate the feeling of, even if you feel like there's no gun. Do something with the guy. Sure, yeah. Because uh, they wanted to get that Neverland back and turn that into Elvis's house, West Coast style. <laughs> Didn't work out for him. No, and this, it's uh, Michael Jackson is actually getting around more than his, when he was alive. It seems like he's out of the house more now. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, here's another one of the big... Spy report. Spy report. Uh, what do you got, Rich? Uh, ESPN is reporting that uh, Brett Favre will sign with the Minnesota Vikings today and get some of those coke lace spills from them. Uh, it's definitely going to happen today? Yeah, they, it, they reported at 11 o'clock. Uh, and, and he's on a plane. The thing with Brett Favre is, and this is very smart, he wanted to miss training camp. He wanted to get a little more pool time in. I'm going to take uh, my time and then show up. Brett Favre is the only thing in the in the news as far as sports goes. Uh, you'll be watching a baseball game. They'll start talking about Brett Favre. <laughs> I have had it with Brett Favre. 
Brett Favre is like Leatherface. Just die already. Just stop it. Stop you know who he reminds back. me of now? The Coldplay guy, Chris Martin. I didn't think he annoyed me, but now he does. <laughs> He's annoying me for two, three years. Stop playing this fucking attention game. Stop it. Okay, so Namath and United came back and played on different teams. This is a much different situation. This guy retires every year. I come, no, I'm coming back. I retire. No, I'm coming back. Right, there it is up on ESPN right now. The funny thing is, he's got like a gray beard rocking. You just don't look like you want a quarterback. You look like you want a coach. All right, that's a hell of a pass that we just threw there. The arm is strong. He likes retirement parties. But he's throwing to high school kids. What kind of footage is this? Well, he's just, he's just working out. <laughs> maybe, he's working out on his own. You can't blame the guy. Maybe it's a high school team. Name the Vikings but that he signed I, I, with. How much money do you think he's getting to do this? I would say he probably gets like three mil for the year. Then it's hard to fucking fault the guy. Because Davey Mac, you would show up for three mil. Yeah, and I would, I, I, I'm pretty sure he's getting a lot more than that. Because. So why don't you find out for me? Have the interns check it out. Run it down. Yeah. He's making $12 million for one year. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, well, that's you what could I... be further off. So $12 million. How can you <laughs> fucking blame a guy for taking $12 million to work 16 games tops? But he can get that same money doing endorsements or, or no, coming, up, coming up with different businesses. He can he do something. He doesn't want to come up with businesses. He wants to play football. And nobody makes $12 million coming up with different businesses. Donald Trump wish he could... Come up with the different businesses and make himself 12 mil. Open up a restaurant. Yeah. Every other athlete does it. Just do come up with something. Show me the restaurant that makes $12 million. There's no fucking restaurant that makes a $12 million profit for the fucking owner. This guy's doing the right thing. He can come back and play and take the money, but quit saying that this is it. It's over. It's done. Has he ever said that? I've never heard him say it once. Yeah, he Other, has. When he retired from the Packers, then he decided he didn't want to. But he goes back and forth on this. It's not his fault there's a fucking ESPN. Now I'm back on his side again. When he was with the Jets last year, he said, I, this is it for me. I'm done. I'm done with the Jets. Who wouldn't be? <laughs> then he's playing semantics worse than Clinton. What? So what? What does it fucking matter? You don't think the owners fucking do things to their advantage? Why do you bust the guy's balls who uses whatever he fucking needs to do as a uh, negotiation? You want to hate somebody, hate ESPN, who's constantly bringing this guy up. Um, Davin, Davin in Wisconsin, you're on the fence. Hey, what's going on, Ronnie? How you doing, Fez? Good. Man, Brett Favre, you want to talk about a guy who has taken himself from being looked upon as a god in this state to people who would probably just punch him in the face if they saw him in public. All right, but Davin, let me play devil's advocate right now, okay? I'm the devil. Uh, they fucked him over, too. They didn't want to keep him. The, Very true, but he, the, it just seems like everything he's doing is out of sheer spite. It's not out of fear of spite. Who would be afraid of spite? Is there does the, is there a part of him that wants to get even with the Packers organization? Probably. Because he gave them his fucking entire career, and they took a giant, hot, cheesy, steamy Wisconsin shit right on top of his forehead. And then they said, how do you like your new hat, Brett? How do you like your new hat? <laughs> if it means anything to you, the Vikings aren't going anywhere. They just lost $12 million. Now, Philadelphia, on the other hand, spent $65 for a dog killer who I think is going to rush 
for a thousand yards this year, Fezzi. Wow. He's going to catch for another uh, 600, and then he's going to throw for uh, 600. Wow. It's going to be the greatest <laughs> fucking year any wacky dog killer has ever had <laughs> in his career. Did you watch the 60 Minutes? Yeah, I watched 60 Minutes interview with James Brown and uh, with Michael Vick. Um, I love the way that he kept saying animals. He wouldn't say dog. He just kept saying, you know, I'm worried about the animals. I, You know, I love animals. Like, now he has to love every single animal there is. Rats, spiders, snakes, filthy pigeons. It's now he's been programmed to say he loves all animals. Um, geez, I watched the 60 Minutes. Uh, I, I'll just say this. 60 Minutes, be ashamed of yourself. James Brown is now suddenly fucking morally safer. <laughs> this is the guy. When has he ever been part of 60 Minutes? Now, this was a commercial for the National Football League. It's all it was. It was some softballs tossed to a dog killer of, you feel bad about it? Have you learned quite a bit? Yes. Yes, I have. Is there remorse in your life? Yeah. Yeah, JB, there is. JB just did everything he could. JB would ask something really easy and then give a stern look after. Like he was wheezy. Just <laughs> giving a wheezy look after the fact. After really not saying anything. Uh, John. John in Arizona. Hey there, Ronnie B. You got need you, Bond. What do you got? Uh, 1,224-pound cupcake breaks world record. Yeah, we had, the, we had the guy on who made it yesterday. Thanks for listening. I appreciate you really right here for me. And as I told him, when a cupcake gets that big, it's a cake. You can't call it a, a cupcake. <laughs> Ryan in Wisconsin. Hey, buddies. Yeah. I'm just calling in to let Dave know that he's wrong when he said that Brett Favre should open a restaurant. He already has one in Green Bay. It's called the Brett Favre Steakhouse. It's it's called the place with no windows, <laughs> right there in Green Bay. Again, if you're in Green Bay, how can you hate a guy who gave you the only fucking ring in the last uh, forty years? You still gotta like what he did for you. But I don't think Favre's gonna worry about being hated in Wisconsin too much. He go he lives in Mississippi. When he does actually retire, that's where he's gonna be. Yeah, but don't you want to go back for the dinners? Oh, you know all back. those guys. Want to go back for the dinners? He ain't going back. This is a Terry Bradshaw part two situation. Terry Bradshaw went back after twenty years, Mister. And B. got a, yeah, and got applauded there. He it's still holds the, a grudge. Bradshaw does. I mean, it's still a weird situation. Well, down that's there. interesting. Like you're saying, here's Bradshaw is the one who holds the grudge. Maybe this fucking idiot Favre is holding a grudge. Maybe the twelve million dollar man is a little pissed <laughs> off. But I don't, I don't think you guys understand how much twelve million dollars are. Fucking 30 guys will get together and split up fucking $12 million and risk their lives and their freedom to rob a fucking uh, bank for far less than $12 million. $12 million is a lot of fucking money. And if the guy's got to do some crazy negotiating there, that's what people do. No one ever gets mad at the owners. The owners are fucking great. Uh, Paul in Arizona. Hey, guys. Hey, I want a little bit of a spy report. Uh, YouTube says that Shima from Big Brother is walking off the show tonight. That yeah. racist bitch. Well, it happened last week, actually. She's been gone. You got to watch Showtime after dark. They'll fill you in on everything. 866 uh, Ron Zero Fez. 
866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here's Steve in Strong Island. Hey, Stevie. Yo, what's up, guys? Thank Yo, you. it's back today. Champions League is finally back on television on Fox Sports. No more ESPN, but you got the Protestant Arsenal Arsenal team versus the Irish Catholic supporting uh, Celtic team going on today. I think it's on 2.30 on ESPN Espanol, and then I think they're airing it later on. I'm not ESPN Espanol, Fox Sports Espanol, and I think they're airing it later on the uh, American Fox Soccer Channel. So when we watch this, we got to watch it in Spanish. Yeah, but it's so much fucking. The commentators are a million times better. Fuck what they're saying. It's just that they they just increase the emotion of the game so much. I mean, you, you I like guys screaming. It's fucking great. I'm right. dead. I'm going to Nevada Smiths right after the show today. I'm going to straight to Nevada Smiths. I'm going to get in the pit and I'm going to fucking start to sing crazy songs with those idiots. <laughs> What's that? What's Nevada Smiths? It's a bar in New York. You never been there? No. Lower East Side? No. They run constant soccer. Oh, sweet. And you go there and there's people from every country. They all, all their supporters show up for whatever show. I thought. And I mean, you, you look at the, uh, I don't know what dishes they have, but it's just constant. So you go in there and it could be like Brazilian guys and then it clears out and then a bunch of British guys come in. They go crazy. Then a bunch of Italian guys come in. Whatever the game happens to be. That's awesome. How do you not know this, Dave? You used to live down that way. Yeah, well, I lived on um, Can I tell you Avenue something? D. You know, yeah, that's pretty much a neighborhood. Yeah. East 4th uh, Street, yeah. You know a tiny bit about New York City more than Fez. Because you do this, you know, you make fun of Fez. You do the exact same thing. You go to the same spots over and over and over. One time I take this guy out for lunch. I take him to a little French restaurant. He calls yeah. me back later. Uh, where's that restaurant? I want to take Claire. Uh, I tell him, I think, for another time. Uh-huh. He met for dinner. He fucking, <laughs> wow. I took him there for lunch. He took her How there for dinner. about that? How'd Same you know? fucking waitress. Because she said, uh, that crazy redheaded bastard came in. Then he calls me over the last vacation. Mr. B, where's that French restaurant again? <laughs> That's true. It's all That's true. What is it? You got one place? No, I like that place, Ronnie. What the fuck? Before that, you used to go to the fucking free wine Chinese place every fucking two minutes. I know, I know. But uh, I, I got some haunts, you know, some haunts. I know. Writers and, used to do that all the time. And, like, your your mom's the same way with that one Italian restaurant, yeah. the village. And Antonis, you're right. <laughs> she cannot stop going to Ann Antonis. There are, there's 6,300 fucking restaurants. And here's why I heard that he went back there. The waitress tells me. Your crazy friend was in here. Right. Now, I go to this place. It's a nice little quiet neighborhood place, right? Uh-huh. I go in there. Everybody's nice. They're all French people, real French people. They said, uh, that uh, crazy redheaded man was in here, and he bought someone else's dinner. This fuck, I'm like, what? He's sitting there eating his dinner, loud as hell, talking back and forth to another table, <laughs> buys a woman's fucking dinner. Yeah. Who's sitting there? She was so pleasant. She was definitely in her seventies. This is a couple years ago. I still have to fucking hear about that whenever <laughs> I go so in. Sorry, you I are apologize. the lunatic. That's a magnanimous gesture. Why would that be criticized? That's a drunk gesture. Drunk and magnanimous. There's, yeah, but you, know. you buy somebody a drink. You don't buy their dinner at another. Oh, can I send that person a drink? You never say. Oh, send them a steak freights, would you please? <laughs> <laughs> she was so nice. She was so old. I like old people, especially when you're drinking. You can get them to tell stories. You know, who I saw in there uh, before too was the, the the lady who does host Big Brother, Julie Chen. Yeah, yeah, Julie Chen was in there. That's her neighborhood. Wow. Yeah, I sent her over a pork chop. 
<laughs> says, you're doing a great job on Big Brother. How magnanimous of you. That would have been. That would. There's nothing wrong with that. I've it's never even heard of somebody sending a dinner to anyone else. No. Not, uh, not in all the years of alcoholism I've lived. <laughs> have I seen somebody send over a plate of spaghetti and just give a tip of the hat? You're a crazy bastard. Felt I'm going to make this guess without even knowing. You didn't sleep last night, did you? Who, me? Yeah. Um, Stanley, the last two nights, has been just going nuts. You got loony eyes today. I feel I feel great, though. You got Charlie Manson eyes. Yeah. Crazy people always feel great. <laughs> crazy people are constantly telling you, I don't need sleep. <laughs> this is really great. I've figured out the angle now. It's sleep that was fucking me up. I feel rested, because I, I slept on the bus. Oh, that's a good sleep. <laughs> uh... But you like that French restaurant, huh? I loved it. You like you Still have do. a French place, you have a Chinese place, right. you have an Italian, Italian place. Italian, that's it. And says you just have the diner. I have the diner, that's it. I break it up with the Chinese food place. Or the or a pizza. But that is it. I thought you but, said you were breaking up with. <laughs> I didn't know what you meant. I thought that they did something wrong. And we got the Mick place, PJ Clark's. Yeah, but your pizza place and your Chinese place they just sent to you. Right, yeah. Oh, you don't even eat in the diner they just sent to you? The only night I eat in the diner is Friday night. That is it. Every, every The rest of the week, it's all delivery. And why, what about Friday? Why do you eat there on Friday? Uh, Friday, I ju it just feels like a day where I'm just going to stop in there and go ahead and eat. I don't know. Just another fr another routine that I have put myself into. I didn't even know this one. Yeah. Yeah. So Friday night, I actually eat at the diner. And then uh, it's home. I watched the Batman movie three fucking times in a row. That's about it, yeah. <laughs> and then call it a Friday night. Huh. Yeah, I, I would love to slice open your brain and see what the difference is. I bet it looks like fucking squid in there. Italian, though, I probably love the best, even though I'm Irish. I love Italian food so much. I think that's what, you know, like the one thing that I would just love to eat forever. If you had to pick a, pick an ethnic food, I, if I had to, I could because I just love Italian. It wouldn't get food. a little too heavy for you though. You're just constantly eating Italian. No, I I I mean I would become I would get a lot bigger. I would get wider, but I can always put save room in my belly for Italian food. Always. I worry about the desserts. The desserts get a little cheesy for me. Entrees are the most important thing for me though. I'm not yeah, a big I'll... dessert guy in general, so I know that. But you don't have a sweet tooth. That's because you're drunk, and the last thing you want is something sweet. <laughs> have you ever had a sober dinner? Sober dinner out? Yeah. Oh, yes, I've had a sober dinner out. Because to you, whenever we go out for dinner, it's all about the amount of drinks you can get in. You and Pepper <laughs> are just in a constant race. Order three at a time. And maybe if you didn't, Fez would take you out more. But the way you make it look like you're trying to fucking drink his wallet makes him nervous. <laughs> all right, I hear you. Chris Stanley, you can only pick one ethnic food the rest of your life. What is it? Chinese food, easily. Chinese? No, definitely. What are you going to do for breakfast? Pork fried rice. See, that's the thing. You never see a Chinese place open for breakfast. I don't know what the fuck <laughs> they do over there. I would think Chinese, you, it would start tasting the same after a while to me. Oh, this is the soy sauce and the soy sauce and this and that with the soy sauce. I After a while, it's, it's just... Well, there's, a, there's a, a lot more to that. What about you, Fuzzy? I would go Japanese. That way you could, have, boy. you could have the nice sushi, the nice cool sushi in the summer, and then there's also the teriyaki warm dishes. You can go either way with Japanese. You ever get a sandwich? No, there's no sandwiches. What about a snack? 
No, there's See, not really I, a snack either. You look either. into these people, and they, uh-huh. they all have limits. They all have <laughs> holes in it. I mean, how could you live your life? Now, the Vietnamese, one of the hottest sandwiches right now is the Vietnamese sandwich. Down in the fucking... You don't even know that, right, Dave? No. Dude, I'm taking notes. That's why I hate to be around you. Because now I'll fuck the essay. I don't want you showing up where I go. <laughs> See, I worry about that, Fez. Right. You can't have a fucking sandwich? You can't have a burger now? Because <laughs> I fucking went this, in this direction? Because <laughs> no matter what we pick, we're giving up burgers for life. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. guess if you went French, they have a burger. I guess with Japanese, the snack you would go with is probably some sort of tempura. Yeah, that is. Some fried snack. vegetables. That's not a fucking snack. I mean, oh, come I, over to the fucking ball game. We're going to eat tempura. I can always have just mozz and tomato for a nice snack. That's a snack. That's cheese and tomato. You also get sandwiches, too. Right. You get some nice Italian sandwiches. And I get a slice of pizza. That's true. So I'm, I'm hitting. And I can have a nice fancy dinner on top of all that shit. Fancy. Thank you for saying <laughs> such a stupid word. You know who doesn't say fancy? No. Who? Anyone with money. <laughs> You will never hear the Rockefellers <laughs> reading, let's go into our fancy living room. <laughs> let's, uh, let's sit on my fancy, fancy chair. Uh, Scott in Cleveland. Hey, I'd have to go with Thai food. You still get all the meats, all the fresh vegetables, and a ton of seafood, and you always get that good kick of spice in it. It's a little hot, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's a little spicy, it's but you can get spicy. it milder. Yeah. Uh, Sean in Pittsburgh. Hey, you got to go, I'm an Irish today, but you got to go uh, Greek or Mediterranean, kind of like that hummus and the kebab, falafel, love that shit. Yeah, I think we, I, I love it too, but I think it would get to me after a while. You would get your sandwich, yeah. except on pita bread. Yeah, those are good. Don't get me wrong, those are good, but uh, I think it would finally start and bore me. Yeah. Uh, Manny in New Jersey. Hey, Ronnie, best all-around 24-hour food has to be Mexican. You can have spicy, you can have mild, you can have sopapillas for breakfast, you got great coffee, snack sandwiches. Right, but then you always have agita. Because you're constantly like, oh, does anybody got a bromo? It's fucking killing me. Why? I ate Mexican again. And always with the rice. I don't think I've ever eaten Mexican two days in a row. Why do you hate rice so much? It's just that that's always the Mexican side dish. And I don't respect that. I mean, with the Italian, you can have the bread, you can have the pasta, you can have... A, and, and there's like 10 different kinds of pastas. You give up potato, though. You don't get any more potato. Potato's out of your life forever. What's potato al gratin? Is that Italian? No. You al gratin. No, German, you get, maybe. You get no potato. <laughs> Why don't you just have fucking German food? Just sit there and... Uh, here's uh, John. John, you're on the fez. Hi, buddy. Yeah. What do they eat in Canada? Elk. I mean, Mexico, Mexican food is so different than American food. But then we go just up to the north, and we choose Canadian food. It's just elk. <laughs> All they're doing is constant elk. Now, if you fucking go to Canada, they eat McDonald's. They just eat what we have. Uh, here is uh, Glenn. Glenn, you're on a fez. Hey, buddies. Yeah. Um, and Japanese have for dessert red bean ice cream, red bean cakes, and sweet rolls. Yeah, it's terrible. There's a Japanese dessert place uh, right down the street. It looks beautiful to look at. Uh huh. It all tastes like fucking Soylent Green. <laughs> Everything is fucking has a Soylent Green taste. Um, yeah, I know. Dave hasn't been to a real Mexican restaurant. You haven't. Oh, that's not true at all. You go to Taco Bell. No, I go to Carlos O'Connor's in Red Bank, New Jersey. O'Connor's. <laughs> <laughs> Carlos. <laughs> 
on and let me get a little bit of this for you. His name is Carlos. The dessert is the Choco Taco. Uh, Santiago. Yes, sir. Yeah, what can we I'm, do for you? I'm going to say uh, Argentine, and I know this is very obscure to most people, but Argentine food would be a good choice because it's not specific to one, like the Mexican food where you basically have three ingredients. Argentine food is a lot of steak. A lot of a lot steak, of a lot of meats. There's a, 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 a there's a really pretty good restaurant, just a couple uh, uh, blocks from here, I think on 52nd, whatever little oh, resort is. But uh, there's another problem. They, For some reason, they have a bad burger. Better steak than us. Not a good burger. Good pastries. That's a possibility, but for some reason, I think it's too close to American to really catch mm. on here. It's just almost like, you know, a steak place. Um, good sausage, though. Uh, here is uh, Billy. Billy in Long Island. Hey, what's going on, buddies? Yeah. Uh, Indian food. I could live on Indian food every single day. I got to have a utensil. Uh, you know, even if you just give me a couple sticks like the Chinese do. I got to have something. I can't deal with the curry. You, it's it's you, the worst smell, worst taste to me. You can't even uh, touch food with your fingers either. No, no. I'm not going to sit there and eat, you know, my couscous off the plate. You have, uh, you have a limited palate, Fez. Uh, yeah. You have the palate of a uh, nine-year-old boy. I'm not even sure if you've had much new food since you've been nine. No, it's, uh, I guess the palate's still developing. My taste buds still go way off. Here's my problem. I told you about this. I ate such good sushi one time, not too long ago. I can't go back to regular sushi places. I'm going to make this John over in uh, Jersey soon. They call this guy the Ron Barrington of sushi. That's how fucking good he is. Wow. He's supposed to be uh, a phenom. But uh, What's the name of the place? Carlos O'Connor's. <laughs> I've heard of him. Yeah. Uh, Justin. Justin, you're on the Run of Fez show. Gotta go with African-American food. Chitlins, fried chicken, watermelon, and Newports. Uh, I got a new soul, soul food place right around here. It's only takeout. It's so fucking cheap. It's unbelievable. But I'm not going to get it to you guys until you turn this thing around. Understood. Fez has got to stop calling everybody Anthony okay. in the building and confusing me. Right. He had another bed. Fez had a bad night last night. Called me in tears. Oh. Oh, no. I guess Casey posted something. Oh. No, I'm only kidding. Okay. There's that, something <laughs> not even to do with her. <laughs> he, he's crazy about other things, too. Oh, okay. Other things drive him crazy. I can hear. I won't say good to that, because that's not an appropriate response. Yeah, you really are. You're kind of back on the edge, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, I can feel myself teetering. Yeah. I just I got this email. Fez uh, is another one of those person who wrongly thinks that Indian food tastes like a cab driver smells. There is a lot to that. That when people go to a bad place, they think that's it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like you couldn't just go to a Burger King if you were overseas and think, oh, I don't know how the Americans eat hamburgers. Mm. You know, some of this stuff though, like Indian food, is really good, but I don't think they give big enough portions. I've always had that problem with Indian food. Then I feel like you an like asshole. to go large plates. I prefer. You're not it. a tapas guy. 
No, I mean, I, or I'll have See, to Spanish food would be great, too. There's a lot of it. Yeah. You eat a little bit of each. is fucking fantastic. That's cool with me. I'd rather go out like that than I would getting a big bowl of spaghetti or a giant fucking steak. Like a lot of little fucking small plates. And then let it go on like a goddamn foreigner. Eat like I'm a European with no fucking ambition whatsoever. <laughs> it's fun to do that because then I pretend like I'm on top chef. You know, I'm sampling a little All right. here and there. I, I hate to give the spy report. Spy report. Spy report. Brett Favre has just signed with The View. So Brett Favre wow. this year, I guess he's going to replace uh, the fat black girl. She's out. Sherry Shepard. How do you know all those people? I check out the view from time to time. I like to keep a scorecard of who's coming in and out of there. Maybe he'll just fill in for Hasselbeck while she's on maternity leave yet again. Isn't he the backup quarterback? Um, it, oh, that's yeah. Tim Hasselbeck. Yeah. I'm yeah. thinking of Tim Hasselbeck. Here is uh, Chris. Chris, you're on first. What's up, Ronnie? Yeah. I gotta go, uh, German food. You said it jokingly, but they got everything. They got snacks, they got pretzels, cold cuts, meats. It's all tasteless. That's why those people, eventually, their food was so bad, they marched on Poland. They <laughs> fucking were so tired of their tasteless sausage. What do they do? Boil everything until it has no taste? Someone teach these people grilling. Take your fucking sausage and grill it. All right, um, uh, here's uh, a, a thing in the news you like, Fezzi. Uh, Big Joe Simpson uh, is trying to get uh, Jessica Simpson on the American Idol show to uh, replace uh, Crazy Paula Abdul. Yeah, not going to happen, Joe Simpson. If people thought Paula Abdul was nuts and didn't like her for being loopy, but isn't why that... replace her with the same exact thing? But isn't that what we liked about her? Don't you want one stupid girl on that fucking show? I guess if we were going to point and mock at her, but I mean, it's to me, it would just be overly annoying. Like I would, you know, Isn't she's not going to shut up as a judge. She's it, just going to ramble on. I just don't think I don't see it as difficult as you do. You got one guy who's the music guy who's like, it ain't happened for me, dog. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is. Just it ain't. I don't know. Paula. It's not like any of them are fucking good at it. You, anybody who watches that show could be a judge. You're pitchy. <laughs> Give me the fucking $3 million. You're pitchy. We've seen too much of Jessica Simpson. That's why I, that's why I prefer Posh over her. Because Jessica Simpson, we've seen her on a reality show. And, you know, if you have contestants like Kelly Pickler. Don't you think Posh it. is the no fun girl, though? That's she, what would make her good. I mean, she's good at fucking standing somewhere and being thin. But Kara came in, and she became another Paula, extremely supportive and all this bullshit. The, the brunette judge this year. I don't know who that is. So they is need that Randy? No. Was Kara used to play bass with Journey when they stopped being Journey? He was in between. Steve, he wasn't with Steve Perry, but then he also wasn't with Asian Steve Perry, who I love, <laughs> their new singer. Have you seen him? Uh-uh. Looks like Steve Perry, and he's Asian. I know that because Eddie Trunk had him on the, uh, what's the name of Eddie's show? Metal Shop? Um, that Metal, metal shop. Show. Metal Shop is a fucking better name. <laughs> Welcome to the Metal <laughs> Shop. <laughs> he was backstage somewhere uh, in England, and uh, he was talking with fucking Asian Steve Perry. 
And he looks like fucking Steve Perry, but he's a little Asian. The guy's adorable. As long as he can sing. Does Brother Joe still have a side journey project, or is it just all to you right now? I think it's all to you. It's uh, to you. To you is big. Yeah, they're gigantic now. Yeah. They're the, the, the world's second best YouTube band. Yeah. Behind? You too. Okay. That's the joke. All right. Now That's I guess, the little fucking witty thing. I got does. it. I guess Rob Zombie is completely out of music and just focusing on directing, because he's got the new Halloween 2 coming out in a couple weeks. That opens August 28th. He is a guy who uh, made the transition into being a, a real director. And now I guess he's taken over the Halloween franchises? Yeah, he did the, uh, he remade Halloween, which was scary as hell, and then he, uh, now he's got Halloween 2, with the return of Michael Myers, coming after his sister. Right. You gonna do this one, Davey? Yes, love Halloween. Always have, and, and I've always been a big fan of the horror movies, but the Halloween series was amongst my favorite. If you are, here's what I would warn every woman, if you're gonna be in one of these movies... Wear a bra. Because if you don't wear a bra, they will kill you. Rob Zombie's like this. Uh, honey, we're going to need your bra off in this scene. <laughs> because you're going to be killed. Rob Zombie can look scary himself. So yeah, if yeah. the director is that scary... Yeah, it's scary. He was a scary rocker. <laughs> yeah, the movie's got to be equally frightening. Well, it was like Rob Zombie, Marilyn Manson, and it was a scary rock time. And then uh, the guys Resner. who did uh, Firestarter... Remember those guys? Prodigy. Prodigy. I'm a starter. F -f fire starter. I'm a fire starter. <laughs> a crazy fire starter. And that's it? You just start fires? That's, <laughs> that's the thing? Yeah, that was... I, the, so, John Carpenter started the Halloween thing. Right, yep. And now it's all about Rob, Rob Zombie has taken it over. Yeah, he has taken the franchise. Reinvented it, reinvented Halloween. Hicks, have you seen these? I uh, know, but I've seen his other movies, and it's fucking awesome. Where are his other movies? Uh, House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's oh, yeah. Rejects. Yeah, he likes the, the Halloween angle. Oh, yeah. He was already doing the Halloween thing uh, because it works. Uh, here's uh, Rich and Yonkers. Rich. Hey, boys. Hey, buddy. Uh, Rob Zombie, they threw him a shitload of money to do this. He didn't want to do a sequel, but he only agreed if they stipulated that he could wrap the whole thing up on this one right here. But see, I, I give Rob Zombie all the credit in the world. He's really found a uh, niche for himself. It works. And, you know, he was m able to make the career transition. That's a very tough thing to pull off. Well, I like the fact that this is a final chapter. How did he start off? Did he... Uh was he making his own videos? I think it was, right? Like uh, American uh, Dead Girl? Yeah. He, he would direct the white zombie videos. And then when he went solo, he kept doing that. And then he finally got his shot. Because a lot of video makers became directors. It's all about zombie with him. There's got to be a zombie in it or else he wants no part. <laughs> All right, Rob Zombie, the new Halloween movie, and he wraps it up, Fez? Yeah, he's going to wrap it up with Halloween 2, and that's in two weeks, August 28th, that Friday. Uh, here is Eric. Eric, you're on Fez. Hey, Ronnie. Uh, yeah, I, I loved the original Halloween, and I was really pissed when they made the uh, remake, but um, he did an excellent job, uh, put a lot into the backstory of Michael Myers to get to know like uh, the madman he was. So I'm really uh, looking forward to this new movie. So you went into it thinking you weren't going to like it, then you did like it. Exactly. I went into it hating it. My uh, One of my kids wanted me to, to rent the form, and I sat down and watched it and said, this is going to be nothing like the original, and I was blown away. It was excellent. All right, peace, man. All 
All right, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, you did watch the 60 Minutes, Fez? Yes, uh, I did. With uh, Michael Vick? There also was uh, a segment on that, on these uh, drone airplanes, where the airplanes are robot airplanes, there's no pilots, and they are over Iraq constantly. Mm-hmm. And I think some, I think they've already like uh, done attacks. I think there was some, you know, yeah, uh, uh, insurgents killed by the drones already. Well, they some the, the some of them are attacked, and others will just fucking be like spy planes, and then send the coordinates back. I think that's the way it's done. But the weird thing about it was, the guys who fly these planes aren't in Iraq; they're in Vegas. So you can fucking get up in the morning in Vegas. Guy just had a regular house. Uh-huh. Just re- living like a regular suburban life. Goes in, gets on the computer. He's flying around. People, you know, getting killed. He's basically in a war zone. Five o'clock. Eh, he slides down the dinosaur. Heads back to his house in the suburbs. That is why that is got it's such a video game with real people. All it is is a video game. You're yeah. right. It's a hundred percent. I mean, from his standpoint of it, you know, from what he sees, video game. And, you know, the kind of moral question is, does that keep that pilot, uh, is that more likely to make that pilot do things that he wouldn't do in real life? And are you now, you've taken the hero thing away from the pilot. Because, let's face it, he's not in danger He's in Vegas. Yeah. He's going to be going and, and eating at the buffet at 5 o'clock. It's suddenly not the same thing anymore. So you got uh, two things. Number one, you take away that mystique of the guy. And two, are you taking away the humanity, any humanity at all that you have in war? Because it doesn't seem real anymore. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, because you're really not seeing what you're bombing. You're not even flying over the country that you're bombing and seeing actual buildings. So it's well, you, seen- you're seeing them all on a screen, uh-huh. but, but um, yeah, you are not there. It would be almost like if you pointed at a screen and pulled the trigger and a guy fell down, would that have the same effect of you walking up to a guy and pulling the trigger? More, more people would be more likely to go, yeah, I can push a button. And some anonymous person dies, than to be able to go up and kill an anonymous person. Um, here is Dan. Dan uh, in Brooklyn, you're on a fez. Hey guys, this sounds exactly like that stupid movie Toys with Robin Williams when they taught all the kids to uh, play the video games, and then they were actually flying fucking planes, killing people and shit like that. It's literally the same exact bit from the '80s. Uh, and it's here. It's it, you know, even hearing the word drone, it doesn't seem like it would you would be living with a oh the drone airplane. <laughs> it sounds very Star Wars. Yeah, but don't you think that a lot of warfare is high tech as it is? I mean, guys who are in planes a lot of times don't see what they're bombing anyway. That that, that there's a lot of truth to that. There's a, a big difference between dropping bombs on a village than it is walking through the village. You know, fucking with a bazooka yeah. and fucking knocking buildings over with people in it. Um, here is um, here's Adam. Adam, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, guys. Uh, just wanted to mention that these things are flying into Pakistan also from uh, Afghanistan yeah. and pretty much breaking international law when they do this. 
Well, isn't and, uh, there, and aren't there already being, like, this is being privatized, too? I mean, this was oh, yeah, this on 60 Minutes, but I was talking to some friends that are, you know, working for private corporations, and they tell me they have something to do with the drones. But right, then, plenty of private companies are making these things. They're, I mean, there's there's all sorts of versions they can launch. The ones that are going in the countries are, are big, big airplanes. They're not anything small. They're carrying missiles. There's also ones that, you know, as big as a paper airplane you can fly around. Yeah, you could just have these tiny things flying around, and uh, what they have in them is a Paltalk camera. They just have a <laughs> tiny Paltalk camera. And you can do this. You go to Paltalk and then uh, go to uh, Ron and Fez drones, and we'll show you our drone airplane. <laughs> um, here is... Um, uh, Here's uh, Walker. Walker, you're on Fez. Hey, I was calling to let you know that the uh, the pilots of those UAVs are actually deployed with the units. They're they're stationed in uh, close to Nellis in Las Vegas, but uh, they're actually deployed in country with the units. Well, they showed these guys, unless I'm completely wrong here, in Vegas flying them. Uh, unless something's changed, uh, uh, the last the latest I saw that they are deployed. But you know, even if they were in Vegas, the the question I had was. Would it be any difference than if a a, a you know, the old SAT guys were launching missiles from Minot into Russia? You know, would they feel right. remorse? Yeah, uh, and again, uh, I guess it's not up to that person to feel remorse anyway. You know, once you've already mm -hmm. signed up, I'm in the military. Uh, unless you feel like you are, you know, breaking whatever international law. You, you know, I guess you could still say I'm not going to break the law. You can't have a general say, shoot this baby in the head. But you got a job to do. You have to be of that fucking uh, mindset. But it's a very strange thing to see this happening so regularly. And they're constantly in the skies now. And, uh, th because these guys, these planes don't need to come back because pilots are tired. Mm -hmm. Guys can just, you know, tag team out of this and, and keep the plane up until it needs fuel again. Hmm. Uh, Mark, Mark, you're in New Jersey, you're on Yeah, during the first Gulf War, they ran into the same problem with guys who were operating the tanks. Since you don't look outside of the tank anymore, you just look at the monitor. They weren't connecting, you know, when I see an explosion, I just killed three people. And this was a big problem they had in the first Gulf War, and they needed a lot of counseling for it because they couldn't make the connection in their minds that every time I press this button, I just snuffed out three people. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Cliff, Cliff in Long Island. Yeah, how you doing, guys? Yeah. Uh, a lot of these pilots, you know, they, they have allegiance to their airplane. They, they don't want to come back with the tail between their legs that they, they wrecked it. So um, I think that they would be things just as careful. Yeah, know? I'm not saying that they wouldn't be careful, and obviously these things are worth millions of dollars, and you don't want to wreck it. But it's not the same thing as having to punch out. You know, it's not the same exact thing. You've got to. There's a big difference of, oh, I don't want to lose the plane and I don't want to die. It's got to be a, 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 a gigantic difference. Here is uh, Mark in Tampa. Hey, guys. Uh, earlier caller is wrong. Uh, those pilots are based in uh, Las Vegas or outside of Las Vegas. Right. So they're tens of thousands of miles from the battle zone. But the reverse of this is now the Muslim extremists will go even cruder in their attacks. There'll be more suicide bombings and that sort of thing because that's their only choice. 
not well, saying they have right, another choice and not to do it at all. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I wish they wouldn't, but I'm afraid that will be uh, it will cause even more resentment. And I'm not saying the drones aren't a good thing. I'm just saying there is a uh, a certain payback. Well, any any time that you make a move, uh, the other side then has to make a move. Everybody gets that, you know. Uh, you that's the same way of saying, hey, if cops start to buzz dealers, they're just going to find another way, and you know that's that's the game. That's the game of any kind of uh, law enforcement. Here's uh, Steve in New Jersey. Yeah, hi, Ronnie. Yeah. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a vet that served over in Iraq back in uh, 04 and 05, and that's when the Predators just started coming out. Uh, these guys have the capability of switching off controllers in mid-flight so that normal pilots would have to rest every eight hours. It's right. mandatory. And they can just switch off the controls in mid-flight. And they can have a constant 24-hour surveillance, uh, whether they're on the road scanning thermal for IEDs on the road or even going places that some planes might be picked up by radar. These guys just scoot right in there, and uh, they have great relay to the soldiers on the ground. And uh, they are based in the, the main bases in Fort Huachuca, Arizona, instead of uh, Las Vegas. All right. Thank you very much, my friend. You're welcome. Uh, but it's really interesting because, obviously, this is where it is now. But now, let's look ahead. Do you want drone fly planes flying over Chicago? You know, you want to have constant drones up in the air over Philadelphia, Los Angeles? It'll definitely make people safer. Uh -huh. But at the same time now, just like we, we talk about with the cameras, there's less and less freedom in this country. Less and less freedom. And there's no way that once this technology gets out there, right. people aren't going to want it. There's plenty of people who, and you'll be able to look at, hey, if we put these drone airplanes uh, in the air over the south side of Chicago, we will cut down on crime. There'll be no doubt about it. But at what cost? What cost to the whole American thing? Uh, John, John, you're on my face. Hey, guys. Yeah. Um, two things. One is these are actually pilots. So I think there's a bit of a disconnect to think that it's a 18-year-old kid playing a video game. These right. guys actually can fly. Yes. And they, and they do have to fly, so they understand the planes. They know what they're doing. Um, the second is, there. if you want to read about it, there's a, an uh, Air Force aviator. His name is Dale Brown. has written about this for 20 years. Great stories about this particular technology. Dale Brown is his name? Dale Brown. All right. Thanks so much, John. I appreciate it. Yeah, we're, we're not saying kids are flying this or it's even being done even close to reckless. These are highly, highly skilled people. Um, here is uh, our good friend Tom in Madison. Tom. Buddy, hey, yeah. I missed the 60 minutes deal. I kind of want to see it perfect, but if I know the Predator thing was on, they happen to mention how far out they thought drone soldiers boots on the ground we're going to be? Well, you know, we're already using the robots to send them into uh, places, right? You yep. already sent a robot in to checks for explosives and stuff. So the technology is going at, uh, you know, incredible speeds right now. Now, we don't have a, a fucking robot, but who would be against it? Who would be against doing the same kind of stuff that they did in Star Wars, sending those fucking things in, have them operated by people, 
and you'd be saving lives. Well, it seems like war would become so much easier. Like if, like if Americans knew that no servicemen were going to be killed going into war, I think it would be even less of a question about going into war. For who? For uh, for the Americans. I mean, people wanted to go into Iraq, myself included, you know, when everyone knew there was going to be loss of life. With no loss of life on our side. Yeah, you got to go back to our side, and you're forgetting now what's to keep the Chinese from having these. Mm-hmm. Do you want to hear that the fucking Chinese have uh, two million fucking drone soldiers? The Russians? I'm not sure if those in the higher end of government are ever concerned about foot soldiers, ever. Uh, I, I question whether Bush is think, was thinking about American I, I, soldiers. I, I'm going to disagree with that. I just don't think that no matter how high you get up in government or military, that you don't get the human aspect of it. I, this, I on the know. other hand, takes some out of the way, where, like Fez is saying, it becomes very easy then to say... Well, we're going to go over there. At the same time, it also becomes very easy. Hey, if a drone soldier works, why won't a fucking drone cop? Mm-hmm. And I just have fucking things that go around. And I mean, you, you know, machines break down all the time. I still don't know if they would be, you know, sustainable. Uh, if all you got to do is look at, at at the cost, and you're hearing we're already saving money because you don't have to send uh, the the pilots. Over there, you don't have to just do this alone. Every time that a guy gets wounded or fucking um, killed, that's money back to his family. Mm-hmm. So a, a big part of the fucking problem with the military and how they run into you know uh, money problems some, sometimes is sustaining and treating the wounded. You take that out of it, and they save a lot of cash. Here's Jim in Vegas. Hey. Yeah. Uh, I know a guy who does this out here. I've seen like videos of it. And what's what's kind of cool about it is uh, they're they're so small. They're about the size of a car, maybe a little bit smaller. But they, they're so small that they can't see them. But you can tell that the guys can hear them. And then uh, when they start blasting away at it, it's just they don't they don't stand a chance. And and uh, it's it's pretty fucking cool. But and Fez, dude, they're all bad guys. Uh, but you know also that this uh, they were shown on sixty minutes. He was able to see a hot gun. He was able to see a gun that had been recently fired. So knowing that that guy was carrying a rifle right. that had been recently used. It was fucking amazing. It was wow. amazing from just a, a from a technology standpoint. Stunning. Stunning. Um, here is uh, Doe. Doe, you're on the face. Hi, gentlemen. Yeah. Uh, the military, we... We've got already an institution of military. We have code of conduct, and and we have ways of keeping humanity even in war. And these drones already, they have the technology of flying themselves, uh, seeking out IEDs, UIDs, um, any targets that they can that's being uh, harmful to our cause. But we put people behind the joystick to keep the humanity in that. That's the best we can do. That's how we keep humanity in war, is putting people behind the controls. That's today, I mean, that's today, but remember, at one time, war was guys running at each other. And you know, people sat around and, and debated bullets, mm-hmm. going, you know, do we really want to do this? Uh, isn't it um, 
you know, does not take the humanity out of war, wouldn't it be better just to have people putting fucking knives in each other and swords in each other? I'm just waiting for the first space battle. I can't believe it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> where there's just a battle in space. Um, here is um, here's Eric. Eric, you're on Run Fez. Hey, buddy. Hey, I got two things for you. Um, first off, they are using the Predator drones along the U.S.-Mexico border to watch for drug traffic and, and illegals, but in limited capacity. The other thing is, Ron, you we're talking about the drone soldiers. The History Channel did a show here recently called That's Impossible, where they were talking about real-life Terminators and what they're using, and they were showing a robot that looks like one of these ones that the cops would use, and they were experimenting with it in Iraq, and the first time they set these things to go autonomous, they actually turned their guns on the American forces that were right nearby, and they were fortunately able to shut them off quickly, but... It was kind of a, they said, the the program when they were talking about it, they said that all the details are highly classified, but some of the stuff they were showing is actually, you know, it really makes you wonder just how real Terminator the movie is. Well, I'm thinking more RoboCop. If I had to say, well, yeah. uh, we're heading more towards a RoboCop uh, than a Terminator. But obviously, you know, uh, after a while, science fiction has a way of becoming science fact. That if people can dream it up, the engineers can find a way to eventually make it happen. And then by the time it does happen, the rest of us have already been sitting on our fucking thumbs, and we don't know what's going on. Uh, here is um, here's Kevin. Kevin, you're on Yeah, Ron, I got one good reason why drone soldiers never work. When I was in the Marine Corps, we did just as much training as in communicating with the local people, the people that live in whatever country you're in. That's key to any battle and warfare. You have to gain the trust, and you have to gain the support of the people that live with the, the nation that you're in. And you have to be able to communicate. Drones will never be able to do that on a personal level. Oh, yeah, but maybe now we're not talking about front lines. The front lines, you send the drones in, they clean some stuff up. Then the people come in later and start to communicate. Here's Gary in Tucson. Hey, buddies, how's it going? Yeah. Hey, um... You know, there's a lot of similarities between these drone planes and feds. I mean, these um, these drone planes will drop bombs from Vegas over to Afghanistan, and feds will drop troop bombs from a studio in New York to Chuckwagon, North Carolina. Peace! Fez does drop a truth bomb. Yes, but I am right in here. I am in the studio. What he's saying, Fezzy, is, you know, it's easy enough to be strong on the fucking uh, phone or with a mic in the same way that you wouldn't, and that is true. Everybody gets really fucking strong on the Internet. We've talked about that a million times. Uh -huh. Everybody's always going to smack the shit out of somebody on the Internet. But would they fucking talk the same way if they were all sitting around together? No. Everybody gets strong in their car. You just fucking see people talking about, oh, I'll kick your fucking ass because they, they are surrounded by two tons of fucking metal. <laughs> Step out of the fucking car. <laughs> and see how fucking badass you get. Because you don't see people walking. You don't see anybody in the mall. What the fuck? I'll fucking not. It doesn't happen. Everybody there becomes fucking timid. Because that's who they are. And I always think about that when I see people screaming from their car. This isn't you. This isn't a way you fucking act. You're pretending right now. You're living in a fucking dream world. You wouldn't be shooting that fucking mouth off if if everybody was standing on the street. 
Uh, Thomas in Colorado. Thomas. Uh, morning, boys. Yeah. Ender's Game, great sci-fi book, but just what you're talking about. Take the best and brightest kids, have them play games, and at the end go, oh, whoops, that last one wasn't a game. He just wiped out the enemy. Here's, um, here's Lincoln. You- yeah, here's Lincoln in California. Lincoln. Hey, what's going on? Hey, I think the wild thing is that they, those guys get to uh, see who they're killing almost face-to-face, where old pilots, they drop their bombs at 30,000 feet and never see anybody. And then they go home and have dinner with their wives. Yeah, that's the strangest part of this at all. You're not with a bunch of men anymore in a military situation. But imagine you're the wife and uh, you're going, honey, did you get the milk? I just fucking blew up a village. All right? I can't be fucking sitting here thinking about milk. There's a village of people gone. Fuck it. Give me the keys. I'm going to go out. No, I'm getting the fucking milk. All right? I'm getting it. Because you need your fucking milk. I'm going to go get it. And then you're drinking the whole fucking gallon. <laughs> you're going to sit in front of me and drink that fucking gallon of milk. Don't let me make you nervous, Fez. I'm just right. yelling pretend. Always well, with the milk. I see you adjusting yourself. <laughs> and you, I know you think uh, mommy's mad. Well, it's. Uh, I think those guys, it's, if they do treat it like a nine-to-five job, I think they're going to need the same kind, kind of counseling or whatever, debriefing oh, as God. someone that's you know in the field. You want everybody to get therapy all the time. Just show me once when therapy's worked. If it worked, I'll fucking believe in it. Not this open-ended, constantly talking stuff. I don't even know if physical therapy works. We're going to get you therapy. You know what I, I like to say, and this would make me think that fucking therapy would work? If one therapist would say to somebody, oh, you came in here, I talked to you this one session, you don't need it. I have never had a fucking friend show up at this rank and they didn't say, you'd need therapy. If we send fucking Chris Stanley, Dave... Go down the fucking hallway. You want to send Rob Cross, Steve Black? Doesn't matter. Cousin Brucey? Yes, you need therapy. Whoever it is, they need it. I would fucking believe it was real if they would say to one person, not you. You don't fucking need therapy. I guarantee if the President of the United States fucking saw a shrink, he'd find himself doing two meetings a week. (laughs) And they never admit that they person can't be fixed or, or that they've done a bad job. No, it's never their fucking fault. I mean, so sometimes they, they must be like, you know what, I tried and I, I did a bad job, so you should just go, leave. And you know they're talking about you with their fucking spouse. <laughs> oh, God, honey, this is lunatic today. <laughs> Crying about his mom again. Uh, Joe in New Jersey. Hey, Ron, how you doing? Uh, did you see the preview for that new uh, Bruce Willis movie, Surrogates, during District 9? I did. Where they all live through their robots? Yeah, I did see this, and I'm going to tell you, as stupid as this movie uh, looks, I'm going to go see it. I'm going to go get ripped off Fifth Element style once again <laughs> by Mr. Bruce Willis. Uh, apparently, you stay in your house, and your surrogate goes out and lives in the world. So it's like uh, Second Life, but real, physically real. That's cool. Yeah, it's cool for a movie, not for real life. <laughs> Fez, would you do it? I would do it. I would try it for a while, just to see how how I felt with it. I would try it out, yes. And I would take that surrogate. <laughs> Sight unseen. <laughs> I would call that surrogate my uh, uh, partner. When is this movie coming out? Just don't go out in the rain. Yeah, because cars don't work in the rain either. 
I would do it just for the fact that the surrogates have better hair. No, let's just <laughs> let's just look at Dave. Well, your hair's great. You don't like your hair? Oh, my hair's a mess. Really? Oh yeah. Uh, September twenty fifth. <laughs> Count me surrogates, in. plural. Oh, good. Oh, I'd hate to walk into the wrong movie. Do me a favor. Take a red magic marker and put that right around that on the computer screen <laughs> so I remember. Did you think Fez has bad hair? No. Fucking worry too much. Everybody always likes your hair. What do you think is wrong with your hair? It's getting to that point where it's getting a little more unruly. It gets to a certain length well, then and then the cut wave it. comes in and <laughs> then stuff. Then go cut it. So. You're not fucking uh, limited. Oh, I was born with this hair, and I haven't been able to do anything with it. My hair always goes through too many phases. What funny joke. Right now, I kind of like the phase, but then in a week, it'll be in another awkward phase. Well, you you have a certain look that looks like, you know, you're fucking just uh, going to blow up a Protestant bus. <laughs> I am very pe uh, peaceful. Are you? Because I see you fucking freaking out every once in a while. Yeah, I freak out, but... I'm not violent. Although since uh, since Earl, uh, I'm a pacifist, just like Terrence Mann. Right, hold on, Fez. Dave said surrogates. Dave Fez said surrogate, and then Fez said, "Oh, good. I'd hate to walk into the wrong movie." I did miss that, Fez. Oh, that was a good plural joke. <laughs> uh, here's Brandon in Texas. Brandon. Hey, how's it going, guys? None of your business. Uh, is that the Bruce Willis movie where he plays the guy, the cop that uh, doesn't get along with his captain, he has a bad shave job, his wife is uh, hates him, but then there's some terrorist who just wants him to do every one of Bruce Willis movies is the same, every single one. See ya. Well, you know, you only get so many licks in life. That's Bruce Willis's lick. <laughs> what about Sixth Sense? That wasn't, that, that wasn't a typical Bruce Willis movie. What about Pulp Fiction? Not typical Bruce Willis. So let's not run down Bruce Willis. Thanks. Oh, I forgot he was from Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, pretty obvious. And it's not Bruce Willis. It's Bruce Willi. I almost went to the wrong movie. See, I did a little fucking S joke, too. Isn't that now? We're all fucking heroes. We're all doing S jokes. Uh, we're going to take a break here, Fezzi. You said you got something deep in your mind you need to deal with today. Yeah, um, uh, something to deal with death. You're afraid and, of it? And dying. Well, definitely afraid of it, but just, you know, if I was given some choices. I guess if, uh, if a death panel came to me. You're not going to be. You get no choices. Right back, Ron Fest Show. But it did work that way. That's the miracle of, of, of Baby Steps, is that it's, it, that it, it's not just this book. It's, it's this man. It's the compassion. It's the, it's the dignity. It's the wisdom. It's the, it's the horse sense of the guy. Gets you. It's the Ron Fez Show, buddies. Live on a Tuesday, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, are the are the kissing uh, pictures up yet? The kissing pictures are up on Whackbag. Mm. That was the uh, big contest yesterday. Uh, of the uh, Siren Showdown that we do every once in a while between Fez and Dave. More to follow. But I saw on RonFez.net there is somewhat of a geek thread complaining about one of the questions. One of the things about Star Wars 
is uh, people get very, very deep in. And some of these people, of course, called uh, both of you an embarrassment for missing so many questions. And you did miss a ton. Right. We had to go way off. Yeah. But was... some of the questions, I guess, were harder uh, than we even know. Uh, because none of us, uh, myself included, who had to read the stupid names George Lucas comes up with. Um, or the people to get, that were putting it together had any idea of, of whether these questions were hard or easy. Uh, the person did a great job. And, and look, the fact that you guys didn't know what uh, the tie stood for was right. an embarrassment to people. Well, the heat of competition, sometimes things change a little bit. Even afterwards. You still don't know today if I asked you. <laughs> Transport Imperial Empire? <laughs> Pretty much your answer from yesterday. Yeah, exactly. Let me just come up with science fiction's names, even though they don't make sense together. It's twin ion engines. How do you not know this, both of you? Because the I had never heard that before. You know, there were Tie Fighters, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. I knew ever, Tie Fighters and X Wings. Didn't fucking make you think to yourself, what's that mean? I just never saw the Tie Fighter itself so easy. as a twin-engined vehicle. I mean, it's just a a, a circle. With two, you know, wings on it. It, I, it doesn't look like a double-engine vehicle to me. So that's why I, it wouldn't, that wouldn't have floated into my brain ever. Floated into your brain. That's how you fucking get thoughts. They float into your brain. Right. That's horrifying. Okay. Uh, by the way, as far as the kiss the ass pictures went to, not even slightly embarrassing to either one of you. You were both ready to sit down and kiss ass. You've got to come up with better competitions, ones that will humiliate the loser. Because neither one of you guys cared yesterday. Uh-huh. And then Fez had that awful line, I'll go topless, which we're men. We can't be making a big thing about being topless. Just so in the future. Okay. So I want you guys to work this out. You come up with it's going to be. Uh, and we, you guys don't know what the next one's going to be on. I'd like <laughs> to do it out of the geek universe. Right. But you guys aren't as geeky as you let on. Fez says he's a Batman guy. Really just the movies. Dave says he's a Star Wars guy. Uh, you could barely say that he is. Oh. He could only beat Fez. You couldn't beat any of these other Star Wars people. You can't take what they say online. I mean, I, it was, I beat Fez. I beat Fez. That, that's the name of the game. Mm. That was the champ. That was the competition. Barely, but you were the one bragging about being the Star Wars champion. Well... Championships, championships. Federer. He also Fed bragged about being a Batman champion. He says he's a champion at everything. He's not. Federer barely beat Roddick, but he he won the, the uh, Wimbledon this past year. It seems like it's all tennis with you. By the way, you notice no one else ever talks it. U.S. Open's coming yeah. up. Let's get into you it. You and Ellie Quinn are the only two people still bringing up uh, tennis every time you get the chance. All right, eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Here's something that we started following and got bored with. And that's Stefan uh, Marbury, Fez. But his show is still going on. This is TMZ has a little piece of him yesterday. Uh, and he's doing the pal talk gimmick of riding around in his car doing a show. And there he is hitting on a joint enjoying himself. Yeah, there was no volume on this. But, they, yeah, you can see he's in a car. He's driving. He's in the passenger seat. How old is he? Steph is still playing age. Uh, 28, uh, 28, I want to say. So he should be playing for at least another five, six years. And again, his big problem in life, he lost his fucking jumper. 
He no longer can fucking shoot confidently. How's he dealing with this? Being online and smoking dope. Now, he said this. Hey, I wasn't driving. I obey the law. Well, (laughs) (laughs) yes, you weren't driving, but you're still smoking weed. Basically on TV, since you you know videotaped this and put it out for everybody to see, his career is over. Right, and he and he also had a message to the NBA because he said, "Well, since I'm not officially signed on a team, it's cool. I didn't break your team's policy either." So he had all these little excuses prepared, but they make him look a little. You know, he he is signing off the the, the death uh, certificate of of his. It's like he's the world's dumbest lawyer. He's found, like, every loophole he thinks applies here. That's called a jailhouse lawyer, Fez. That's guys in jail who think they know the law, and yet they're behind fucking bars. (laughs) He's fucked himself. He's done. But at this point, if you're an NBA team, you could probably probably get him for, like, $100,000. And I would have said great to that last year. When he went to the Celtics, I'm like... I think the guy's going to do good. You know, it didn't work out for him in New York, but no environment. Done playing that game, he's nuts. He's out of his fucking gourd. Maybe this is just... It's like getting crazed or spandy (laughs) on your fucking team. Get off the internet and stop acting nutty. Yeah, he should be practicing free throws. I haven't seen him do any basketball drills on camera yet. It's like he feels he needs to document all of his life so that it's there for posterity. How like, that, is that uh, important? That different from half the people you know now? Oh, that's, yeah, that's everybody. Um, they brought this out. Uh, they said 40, I think it was 48% of all Twitters are just fucking senseless. That they are now doing a study on this. And um, they said that uh, over 40% of the messages on Twitter are just pointless babble along the lines of, I'm eating a sandwich right now. Well, it's only pointless babble if you don't care if that person's eating a sandwich. But I like knowing, hey, Just John really doesn't have time to stand in line for burgers with you at the Burger Shack, but on another night he will. I like seeing that. I go to 202 Friends. I see what people we know are up to. And now I know John. Didn't have time to stand in line at Burger Shack. We'll do it another night with you, though. <laughs> but did have time to Twitter about it. Everybody has time to Twitter. That's why it's good. That's why That's why it's good. You know, the, tw- the whole point of Twitter isn't to have these profound, you know, posts. It's just a little nugget of what's going on that day. Uh, I'll put up with anything, but listen to this song. Stop playing fucking DJ. That's just boring to me. The you know this is the song I'm listening to. Okay, we already know how yeah. to rock. I got a fucking iPod. Tell me what you're eating. Tell me who you're fighting with. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's what that's we're, that's how we're communicating with each other. It's just like little you know leaving a post-it. That's right. all it is. Leaving a, an internet post-it for somebody. Why do you think that annoys so many other people though? Because they're not in the community right now. They're not hip to us Twitterers. You know, I mean, it's we're we're taking over big time. We're the new revolution. You, so you consider yourself part of the way? Yeah, I definitely do. Even though yours are just getting dumber and dumber. I don't know what that. You know, I I you yours know. Yours is just about you fucking just shooting yourself and going to the bus. 
right. yourself. Yeah. Little videos. Well, that's string cheese. Well, that's the same thing as just John saying I'm not. I'm not going to wait online. No, I, mean, I shoot a video of me waiting online because it it, it works well with Twitter. Yeah. So I think that we're actually doing similar things. Only mine's just a little more interactive. You actually can see me online. It's the same thing, though. By the way, I found out the big A uh, took something I took told about uh, Dr. Steve, right? I talked about it in the show, captured the audio, sent it to Dr. Steve. Big A is a Twitter drone right now. He's a Twitter <laughs> drone flying above me. He's picking up information. Uh, and Dr. Steve told me that he trusts his wife enough that he would let her, this is his quote, he would trust her even if she was in a bathtub with single guys. Naked in a bathtub with naked single guys, he still has faith that she would do the right thing. <sighs> that's just And just bathe. Yeah, that's foolish. Yeah, I mean, already, <laughs> didn't you do the wrong thing that you're in the bathtub? <laughs> When's the next Dr. Steve show? Midnight on Saturday. So you guys are live again? No, um, we're, we, uh, Sam's in Disney World, so we, we can't do I don't understand shows. how the schedules work out. So what's going to happen this week? It's the best of? Yeah, I mean, that's up to uh, whoever programs the, uh, the 9 o'clock to midnight hour. I don't know if so it's... So we even... don't even know who programs it. E- well, no, it's E-Rock e- e- or Danny haven't decided yet. Uh-huh. And But Dr. Steve will be mu- uh, will be midnight. Uh, he was also telling me he's coming up here in, like, in November or something. Ooh. Wants to take us all out to dinner and spend a lot of money and just, you know... Be friends with us. We got to do the bathtub challenge. The tasty bathtub challenge. I'm all for it. We'll just see what happens. You trust me, Steve. I'm just going to take a bath with these boys. That's all I'm going to do. It's a simple bath. You don't even have to worry. You go to bed, honey. You go to bed. It's exact. Only one thing. No blacks or Jews in that tub. I'm from Tennessee. I agree with that. I'm from Jersey. Because I don't want any of their Jewishness to wash off on me. Well, we'll see, Tacey. We'll see what happens uh, when the Glorious Bastard starts on Friday. Are you even going to go, Dave? Or well, I'm going going to be another one of these things where you don't go. Another one of these things. I've never missed a Tarantino opener since Pulp Fiction. I'll be going on Saturday. You missed Pulp Fiction? I already bought the... No, I missed Reservoir Dogs. Because hmm. I was like fucking 12 at the time. But Still, I mean... you could have went at 12. It was going <laughs> to stop you. No, I couldn't have. But um, every other one I caught on opening uh, weekend. Every single one. Every single one. Johnny Depp uh, wants to take the vampire TV show Dark Shadows to the big screen. Depp and Burton hope to turn the 60s series uh, about a guy struck down with a vampire curse into a movie franchise. For some reason, the vampire shows don't go away. The Twilight, you couldn't get any bigger. And then they're bringing back the vampire Lestat. Yeah. It's too much with the vampires. Although I see what Johnny Depp's trying to do. When he does a Tim Burton movie, he gets to wear uh, like an 1800s hat. So I think he's, I think that's what it is, to once again wear an old hat. He loves Tim Burton. You're never going to get those two away from each other. Tim Burton was there for him early on, and he sticks with him. They are buddies. They're doing I, the Alice in Wonderland thing, too. I like the work that he does with Tim Burton. I know that some well, people think they get, it's the same. To get back to the original yeah. point here. You say there's too many vampire movies. I'm going to disagree and say there's too many zombie movies. Everything uh, since that British zombie thing is now constant zombies. Funny zombies. Uh, Zombieland is coming out. I had to sit through that fucking preview. It looked like a made-up. It looked like a preview before Tropic Thunder. <laughs> this can't be fucking real. Yeah. 
And zomb- and the thing is, zombies would are so easy to defeat. I'm not a big zombie fan. I much what about the vampire. fast zombies that they were doing before? Like uh, England has fast zombies now. Yeah. What are those? Yeah. What are those? Twenty eight days later than twenty eight weeks later. Yeah. And those are zombies that can run really fast. Because the old zombies were just really slow. Even those fast zombies, they uh, seem like they'd be easy to outsmart. They're very stupid. Zombies are stupid. Vampire is very cunning, and that's why I personally love a nice vampire. But zombies will also infiltrate like um, like a swarm of cockroaches or something. You can think you're safe in a room, and all of a sudden a zombie can come through any window, up through the floor, through any barricaded door. But then what do they do? Oh! Oh! <laughs> If anything, they're more gross than they are, like, going to hurt you. Yeah, now, you do have a point. If there's a million of them, you know what to do. But I think that would almost be fun. It's like, you know, beating on a bunch of pinatas at the same time. You know, I just take a bat and go to town on the zombies. A vampire people love a zombie. People love a vampire. Vampire Frankenstein is as dead as disco right now. Nobody wants a fucking Frankenstein monster. No, and Wolfman is totally done as well. What was the last Wolfman, the Jack Nicholson one? Wolf. I think uh, Mega Fox is going to be a a, uh, werewolf in some new movie she's going to star in. Uh, Rocky in Long Island. Uh, What's up, fellas? Um, Dave, you're right that zombies are stupid, but it's the numbers of zombies that is the problem in the movie. Fez brought that up. There's just so many of them. That you can't get away. I get away with a chainsaw and, and a machine gun. Chainsaw on one hand, machine gun on the other but hand. But you gotta sleep. You gotta sleep sooner or later. And the zombie doesn't need sleep. I can. I'll, I'll go <laughs> to some place where I can get away from them. Then I go back to the zombie land and kill them all. All it takes is one bite, and then you're a zombie. Then you're walking around, and automatically you look gross. See, that's not so bad though. And you, you know. It's, it's at least the living dead is some kind of life after death. Yeah, and a vampire, I mean, if you get bitten by them, you become a vampire. Unless they decide to eat you whole. Oh, yeah, well, that's true. They don't choose everyone to be a vampire. I know, but I think I could talk them into it. I think I could, you know. Well, vampires are the greatest of all monsters because they get pussy. There is not another fucking... Well, you know what? Believe it or not, there's some women that are attracted to the wolf man. What? They love the beast. They, they must be trying to do a dog. Those fucking well, no, perverts. it's more. It's a more of a, like a wolf, uh, and that was in the wolf movie. Like uh, the whole fact that you know you're going to be stalked by him. He's beastly. They dig. It goes way back in mythology, even like those half human, half fucking animal things. Right. And Frankenstein is the lonely guy, where he always seems to like a woman or somebody, a a friend. Let's face it. Frankenstein's a fucking retard. No one ever says that, but he's a giant fucking mongoloid. He's he's almost like the king zombie, when you really think about it. Yeah, I guess he is. He's a stitched up king zombie. Fuck him. Fuck him in the ass. And why does he have to be green? He never They never made that clear. Like, he, he was made by a corpse. Different corpse parts. Maybe it's just discolored. You know, doesn't have to feel co- full coloring. Uh, here's uh, Brad. Brad, you're on first. Buddies, I think it's what's become popular the whole Underworld series where you have the vampires and the werewolves fighting each other. Well, yeah, that, that is popular. Uh, they, they hate each other and they fight in the Underworld. And they, they, that, that keeps coming back. Right, yeah. It's, um, I don't know what they're fighting over, though. The night. Who's going mm. to the night first? 
Because I know the werewolves don't want blood. I mean, they want flesh. You know, are they fighting over victims? Well, no, they're, running, they're fighting over who runs the town. It's like a gangster movie. A wolf, you just, a werewolf, what? You just shoot with a silver bullet? Vampires have a cooler way to die. You have to stake them or you have to put garlic on them. Yeah, but then they change all those things. Like the Twilight series, those vampires can go out on a rainy day. Oh, come on. I'm not even kidding you. That's why they live up in Washington. Somebody was telling me that. What if it stops raining? Then they're all then dead. They gotta, no, they're not dead. They just got to go in. They don't feel so good. <laughs> that's, that's stupid. So they, they live in the rainiest fucking spot. <laughs> I don't like that. I like the true blood way to handle it. Go old school tactics, but bring a new school ideal, idealism to it. That's right. It's the vampires already have an advantage over the humans. Why give them more advantages? Because I think they, they want to fucking make the uh, the show work a little better. Just constantly, you're only working half a fucking day. Ooh. Oh, in a coffin. Why do they got to get in a coffin? Why can't well, they just go in a closet? Because a coffin, well, I guess because a closet, the sunlight still might come through the crack of a door. Yeah, put some sweaters down on the back. <laughs> Tape it up. Vampire's not going to do that. Who wants to lay in a coffin? It's fucking stupid. They do, because they know that the coffin will keep them totally, totally preserved from the sunlight. I think it's because they had to sleep in the uh, dirt of their home ta home country or whatever. Right. I think that was a Dracula thing. Yeah, but now, like Lestat, he'll just climb in any dirt. He'll just fucking put himself in the dirt. Yeah. Or even in the water and down in the mud. Well, throw some dirt around a bed, then. Not You don't have to put it in a very confining coffin where you can't roll over at night. Why not go into a cave and yell out the whole cave as a coffin? <laughs> I don't think that vampires, for the most part, are claustrophobic anyway. No, they're not. You know, mm -mm. and that's why the coffin doesn't get doesn't bother them. A vampire could walk around with a bucket on his head; it wouldn't even fucking bother him. Yeah. Buckethead the vampire. I might even write this up. <laughs> this might be good. I saw him in Philly once. What I would do is, no matter what happened in my movie, if I was like Rob Zombie, if you cut into a cake, blood would come out of it every single time. <laughs> that's great. Have some dessert. It's bloody cake. Yeah, well, in true blood, they they cry blood. Te their tears are blood. Sure, blood tears, blood tears of pain. But with Robert Downey Jr. trying to be Lestat now, it's almost like a race between him and Johnny Depp as who can be the new Nick Cage because they're just yeah, who given can up. be the world's biggest sellout. Right, I'm like you. You have to, one of you have have got to make an independent film in your next two movies. This is why I can't get all fucking excited for these cocksuckers. Oh, Johnny Depp's doing so good now. He's making shitty movies. Mickey Rourke is doing good. Great. What are you going to do now that you're back? Shitty movie. <laughs> I make a lot of money, and you guys fucking get bad at, mad. At fucking Favre, and at least he's going to try to win, where these other guys know they won't. Fuck these people. And uh, whoever played Batman, what's that guy's name? Christian, Christian Bale. Bale. Dead to me. He's a fucking sellout dead man to me. I saw that last fucking Terminator thing. Jesus, was that a fucking bucket of fucking shit. I haven't seen it. And he talked like Batman. <laughs> you remember Batman? Well, now I am him. Except for I'm the fighting the Terminators. That you, John Connor? How fucking scary and tough are you supposed to be at 140 pounds? Whoever did that then was just... How, how could Edward Furlong grow up to talk like this? 
you remember, remember how crazy I used to be back in my punk days? <laughs> Those days are over. I'm coming for you, Joker. All of a sudden, I became Al Pacino in about 15 years. I'd rather Adam West was still the Batman today. I wish he never would have gave it up. Uh, here's uh, Brian. Brian, you're on Running Fez. Hey, Ronnie. I just wanted to tell Dave why Frankenstein is green. Because they had to color him that way so he'd show up on the old-style film. On the on the what? Old-style film. Him. They, they oh, made him well, green so he would shine. Right. Well, I was going by the literary works of Mary Shelley. She never wrote that he was green. And that's my point. She never wrote that he was green. That's right. why I was always pissed off that they made him green. It it made him silly. Dan in Ohio. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, my wife watches Twilight, and I tried watching it with her like the first time, and they get hit by sunlight. And they turn into fucking like diamonds. I'm like, fuck this, stupid. I'm out here. I watch this bullshit. They get diamond headed. Yeah. Yeah. You you know that Mary Shelley and Lord Byron they basically came up with Frankenstein Dracula on the same night. They they sat around telling yeah. stories. No. First of all, both of those fucking things are wrong. What happened is the stories were out there. And they typed them up. They were just th those were like people used to tell stories right mm -hmm. around the campfire. Then the person who typed that up was like, "Oh, you're a genius! You came up with that." Yeah. In the meantime, <laughs> everybody's going, "Yeah, I heard that fucking story before." <laughs> just that there weren't books around then. But those the undead stories have always been around. Well, I certainly knew about it, yeah because I mean Dracula is based on a real guy, but I thought that the, he actually kind of created the vampire. That yeah, I guess by typing it, you have, by giving it a permanent thing. But before them, it was just like uh, people who liked the Song of the South, right? Right. Uh, all those stories have been around, just spoken word. And then they, they took it and put it down, and they're like, hey, you're really talented. How do you think of this shit? No one ever goes, believe me, oh, I'm really am as a fucking typist. <laughs> That's all. Luminance. It is the new diet drug that is so different from other diet pills. This is the first one that's not going to make you nervous. It's not going to make you jittery. You're not going to be shaking. In fact, with luminance... You, you don't get the speed kick off of it. Exactly. So you can actually take a diet pill that's going to help you lose weight without feeling like you're coming out of your skin. Will it help you sleep? It definitely will help you sleep. So it's diet downers. Mm -hmm. You're now selling diet downers. It's going to help you get a good night's sleep. That's what the eight ingredients in it are for, to get a good night's sleep. How many ingredients? Eight. What are they? Uh, not listed here, but no. natural substances. All natural stuff. Yeah, sure. And that's from the Miller and Stone Research uh, Development. They came up with luminance. And Who, though? Miller or Stone? You know, Miller was doing a lot of the work, but Stone, you know, Stone came through at the end. All right, so Stone is the fez. So, uh, this, uh, this everybody's is, going like this. Uh, is Stone even there today? You know, I hear all the diet talk. I'm hearing Miller blabbering on and on. And who's the redheaded guy he keeps talking to? Where's the old Miller and Stone? That's when they were at their best. So, luminance, the way it works is it helps you get luminance. Some kinds of magical, doesn't it? Sure, because it helps you get a good night's sleep. You're going to get the rest you need, and it's speeding up your metabolism while you're sleeping. So while you sleep, while you get the rest that you want, you're also going to lose weight. Your body's going to react to luminance and start shedding the pounds. How does that work? It's just the, I thought you had to speed up the metabolism. 
No, this is a way to speed up the metabolism without making you nervous and shaky. Hmm. And so I, you got to slow down the metabolism. No, this is going to speed it up. Hmm. So it's it's the perfect combination. You're getting the rest. It's you're not speeding up. Your metabolism is. It's the perfect combination with luminance. That's the eight ingredients. Mm-hmm. What are they? Doesn't say. Well, I wish one of them was pie. I wish one of the ingredients, if you eat this pie, you could lose weight. It helps me sleep. 1-800-435-7765. But what's that spell? Something funny? No, no, it's just a number. Mm. But you can try Luminance today risk-free, calling 1-800-435-7765. Forget the jitters. Luminance is effective and safe. It's risk-free? It's risk-free. What if I ate 300 of them? Um, it's risk-free to try it. Oh, to try it. Mm-hmm. 1-800-435-7765. Yeah. Or go to MillerAndStone.com. Believe me. Don't get, don't get weirded out if you don't hear a lot of stone. He's there. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration, and the product is not intended to diagnose, treat, or cure, or prevent any disease. And yet it works, Fez. And mm. yet it does work. Mashed potatoes and gravy, my friends. You eat all you want, then at night, you take a pill, you pass out, and the next day, you're going to lose like 30 pounds. It's luminous. It's going to help you lose weight. 30 pounds in one night. Well, results are going to vary with different people. Still. Uh, here, uh, let's go over uh, Mike. Mike, you're in my face. How you doing, guys? Uh, suggestions for your weekend movie club and uh, to tie in with uh, Frankenstein. They've been showing on HBO or Showtime, one of those channels. Uh, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Now, that is a classic movie. I you know what? Here's the thing, though. Uh, is Costello even there anymore? I'm hearing Abbott the whole time, but he keeps talking with Frankenstein. I feel like Frankenstein has pushed Costello away. Costello's there. He's just not there anymore. He's dead. Hmm? Lou Costello is dead. And Abbott's alive? No, Abbott's dead, too. Hmm. All right, why don't we break here? Uh, we'll be back, and then I want you to tell me about this uh, death thing that you were talking about today, Fess. Okay. You get a little death wish. Uh, run a Fess show. I don't want his cigarettes, and I don't want his, or his, or his, or his. Or he is, or he is, or he is, or he is, or he's a tourist. You understand that? I want my cigarettes, Mr. Fashion. I want my cigarettes. I want my. Ron Fez Show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. We're doing a big film premiere soon, Fezzy. That's coming up on August 29th. That's a Saturday night. It is the New York City screening of Franklin's film, Last Night in Brooklyn. This stars our friend Dean and our friend Moo, and it should be exciting. Franklin told me he was coming in tomorrow. He worked that out with you? I think we're going to move it back to uh, next week. Next, next week? week? Yeah. Get it closer towards the date? Yeah. All right. It's August 29th, it's Saturday night, 8 p.m. at the Anthology Film Archives. That's at 32 Second Avenue in New York. If you want tickets for Last Night in Brooklyn for this screening, go to lastnightinbrooklyn.com or cypherproductions.com. We're all going to go to see the screening of the film, and then we're going to go to an after party. 
and your uh, ticket will get you into both. Should be a lot of fun. All the stars are stopping out. Eastside Dave will be there, along with Chris Stanley, uh, myself, uh, and Fez. Fez, you bringing anyone? Um, I haven't found anyone to bring yet, but that is my plan. I intend to have someone on my arm that night. Because you said you wanted to go away with someone mm-hmm. for the vacation. Yeah. On a scale of 1 to 10, how close are you? Oh, 1. 1 would mean if, that there's a, some hope. Yeah. So can you go 0 on a 1 to 10? I think you can, <laughs> in your case. I know you went out uh, Saturday night. Didn't get anywhere, huh? No, no. And I even tried this lame... Th- well, I went to uh, a bar over on the west side. Uh, tr- ah, west side. So I tried this very lame thing. It was all I could think of was I kind of wedged myself up at the bar. Uh-huh. So And the place was pretty crowded, so people were going to need to go to the bar to get drinks. And I thought that way, at least if they were saying, excuse me, that might be a way for me to talk to them. <sighs> But everybody already seemed paired up or, like, in a group. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you just say I'll pair up both of you? That's what you're looking for. Uh, here's John. John, you're on the fence. So, so you got a spy report. Spy report. Well, we lost him, but his uh, spy report is CNN's crossfires. Bob Novak is gone, Fezzi. He died today. Yeah, he had been uh, diagnosed with a brain tumor. Not long after the Valerie Plame incident was going on in his career. So, yeah, from CNN. Uh, I was thinking about this with death. If I could know how I was going to die or know when I was going to die, I think I would want to know the how rather than the actual death date. Now, what good would that do you? Well, at least then I know what circumstances it's going to be. If it's going to be like a lingering death, if it's going to be a quick death, if it's going to be the plane crash death. Mm. I think if I knew the when, if I had the date, I would just be fixated on that date. I would never quit worrying about, wow, that date's coming up. Boy, time is sure flying. We're getting closer and closer to that date. Well, don't you kind of feel that way anyway about life? You know there's a date out there. Well, yeah, it's there. The thing is, it could be tonight. You could die tonight. Yeah, I, I don't like to think that way. Mm-hmm. That the date is sooner than later. No one knows. Yeah. So I think I would rather have the how than the when. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. I'll have Chris Stanley work on that. Maybe we uh, could get it for you. Uh, driver, what do you got? Hey, if Fezzy really wants to know how he's going to die, it's going to be a heart attack, Fez. Yeah. Don't, be, don't be stupid. I figured he was inviting these calls in. You think about death a lot, though, huh? Oh, yeah, I think about it time to time, sure. I got my annual medical test coming up, so I think about it. Around August, September, I start. To, I really think about it. I kind of focus on it. Why don't you uh, start thinking about life? Focusing on life. Okay, I do have a little fun out there. Other than, of course, trying to talk to other couples on their way to the bar. Uh, Justin, you're on Fez. Justin, hey, California. Buddy, how's that, yeah, how's that any different than uh, than now, Fezzy? You're worrying about what's coming up all the time anyway, so you may as well know the day. You're already worried sick. You're quite the worrier. Yeah, it, things pile up on me. Do any of your worries ever solve anything? It never has. It's never worked for me. Well, I'll keep with it. Maybe one of these days it'll uh, break through. 
Davey Mack, uh, what's going on in your life? What's happening with you? Well, uh, for me, the mm. big thing, Steven Strasburg has just been signed for the, by the Washington Nationals. This is the kid who can throw 102 miles per hour and supposed to be maybe the best pitcher uh, for a long, long time. How did uh, the Nationals get a hold of him? They, they drafted him number one, but the problem was last year they couldn't sign their number one pick. Because they're such a shitty organization, they didn't want to offer their number one pick last year any money. So he went over to an independent league, and he's going to be up for grabs soon. This guy, though, they gave him $15 million. So they said, you know, the previous guy was Mark Pryor, who got $10 million. So, and think about this, Mr. B. They'll probably have the number one draft next year, and that's when my man Bryce Harper comes in. So that's we can, the kid that you're excited about. That's the kid. So we could be looking at a D.C. fucking uh, baseball empire coming up in a few years or they'll find some way of shitting the bed because they haven't shown me anything yet and i still call them the expos they have not they have not get no your history is not fucking uh hidden from me my friends you're still a bad organization emails we get emails and now ron and fez the show of the future brings you electronic mail Mail sent electronically. Says, hey, Ron, I was recently at a party with some friends, and the entire party was subjected to three people hogging the stereo and playing dance and rap music all night, which not everyone enjoyed, but sat through anyway. I got up to play some music, and within two minutes, three people complained and, cha uh, and changed it, saying it sucked, even though we were subjected to their dog shit music all night. Can you think of anything worse than an intolerant stereo hog? Um, interesting question, one that doesn't show up that often. Who gets to uh, rock the house at a party? Davy Mac, you show up and it's a house party. Yes. You feel like your music should be played as well? No, I wouldn't uh, take that on. I will rock to whatever the host is doing and suck it. Let's suppose the host isn't. Okay. In well the case of... Because a lot of times you go to the party, uh, and the uh, host that says, put on whatever you want, it's up to the people. Did I get to the stereo first? If I did, it's going to be the Davy Mac party. If some other dude beat me to the stereo, God, yeah, no, take my was, cap off. There was a big talk about you uh, complaining about Mike Kaka's music at a certain barbecue. Mike Kaka tells that story to this day. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, but I wouldn't. I, I didn't tr go and try and change it. Well, he might have felt bad about himself, and he was trying to introduce you to some different kinds of sounds. Well, I had heard fucking the album 1984 before. Mm -hmm. It wasn't exactly new. He loves Eddie Van Halen. Right. Yeah, loves but I, I, I understand. Hot for the teacher. I get it. Right. I, I've heard the song. So uh, if there was any criticism, it was probably in that direction. Well, he said some of the Greek stuff that he was playing... Some of the well, Chilean just sound like stuff, tribal bullshit. Stuff. Yeah. Well, see, so you are you. You don't like a. You felt like he was a stereo hog. Yes, so, I did. Eight six six run zero fez. Eight six six run zero fez. At least when you go to a bar, you have a shot at a jukebox, and when you hear that music, you're like, that's eh, out of my hands. I hear this music. Nothing I can do. I got to make it through. Hey, don't worry. Some Stones is coming up later. Oh, and when the Stones comes on, you look at people. That's mine. It's Honky Tonk Woman. <laughs> I fucking picked that out. You like it? Uh, who runs the stereo at a party for you, Hicks? You got to feel out the party. I think it differs from party to party. I've been to parties where 
people just get everyone's breaking out their iPods and just plugging it in, and right. everyone's just sharing. Other times, people are dicks. What are you more comfortable with? Sharing the iPods. I don't, yeah. I don't mind other people playing as long as I get my chance to throw my shit on. Because this happens like on a road trip too. On a road trip, oh, I put together a fucking playlist for us. Oh, have you? Because <laughs> now the judgment starts. Mm-hmm. Now you're in judgment. That was an odd choice to make yeah. after that last song. Uh, I I don't go by that. I don't go by playlists. Gotta have a playlist on a road trip. No, I, one album, one album, one album, one album. Alternate albums. What year is this, Hicks? Listen to him. Why would anybody sit down and play an entire album when you can put together a playlist? Because then playlists, you're, you're, you're bound to have too much garbage going on. With an album, you can at least agree, okay. Fez Watley, I know you don't like music. Right. So this is all foreign to you? No, I mean, I would probably defer to the stereo hog. But if the if the stereo hog is going to leave the stereo at any point, that's up to somebody who doesn't like the music to go over there and put something else in when that song ends. Again, you're not uh, familiar with a playlist. Even after all these years of radio. You, you put the iPod up, you got a playlist, you're looking at 12, 14, maybe even 25 fucking songs. And, to me... Is there anything worse than somebody who changes out a song midstream? I don't oh. care if it's worse. I don't care if we're li- listening to Billy Don't Be a Hero. <laughs> don't be yanking that thing off midstream. We're trying to set up a mood here. Uh, Russ, you're on Ryan Fez. Hey guys, yeah. uh, I used to uh, used to party with some friends here uh, back in the mid '80s, and uh, I was uh, into newer music uh, like the the Smashing Pumpkins had just come out at that time. Uh, Gish. Uh, my friend, however, was a, a big bootleg freak. So every time we'd go to his house, it was constantly uh, bootlegs of widespread panic and yeah. fish and Grateful Dead. And I can remember trying to sneak in there when the guy would leave the room and put in this, you know, this hot new album. And it'd be like 30 seconds. I'd turn my head and bam, right back to the bootlegs. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. If you got somebody who likes widespread panic, uh, they're not going to be a share. It's... That that mentality is already said. Hey, I'm not into just the constant regular fucking radio music. I got to go a little deeper. So for that kind of person, you got to remember, everybody is going to be destroyed by that um, because he can't share. Matt in Boston. Go on, guys. Uh, we go by the one and done rule, where you go up, you pick your song, and you, you gotta listen to the whole thing. But you know, if it sucks, it sucks. You take your trash. But here's the problem: uh, then you never spe- uh, set a mood. Okay, then you never set a mood. I set the music up. We're gonna be fucking uh, laid back over dinner, and as the night goes on, we start to turn the mother out. It starts to fucking go up until we're in a fucking phrase, and then finally, p funk. Finally, it's going to be constant P-Funk and, and watching people bounce off the walls. If you do this one and done, you never set up a fucking mood. You're stuck yeah. here. It's also too much dead air while the next person whose turn it is is figuring out exactly or finding exactly what they want to play. Yeah. It's all stop and start. Yeah. That sounds awful. You know, there's two kinds of parties in the world. A house party and, hey, we're all going to meet at a bar. A bar party. Mm-hmm. It's actually more comfortable to be invited to a bar party because the house party, you really remember. If you start to bitch about the music, somebody gets their fucking feelings hurt. Somebody, if you don't eat all the food, someone gets their feelings hurt. You spill a drink, 
somebody gets their feelings hurt. You fucking uh, come late and leave early at a bar, fine. Come late and leave early at a, at a fucking house, and you got an enemy. There is a lot of pressure, even with listening or providing the music, at a house party. Uh, Patrick, in Toronto. Hey, Ron, what's going on? Yeah. I agree with you 100% on this playlist, man. In a car trip, you gotta have a playlist. You gotta have a theme. Yeah, fuck the albums, man. There's too much shit on an album. You gotta have a playlist. You can collect your own stuff. Get the boys in on it, too. It's way better. And then you can look around. You like this? You see what I fucking did there? You see the fucking action I took? <laughs> yeah, I... Then uh, you're going like... James Brown and the Chili Peppers is fucking unbelievable how he fucking came up with that. <laughs> and, you you know, you you have a conversation starter. Dave's is just, once again, we're listening to fucking 10. <laughs> uh, here's Matt. Matt in Houston. Um, Ryan, there's nothing better than when you're at a bar, play a couple tunes on a jukebox, you look around, a few guys kind of tapping their finger on their beer, and then somebody will lean over and be like, hey, what song is this? I really like it. Yeah. And, you know, you just... You're turning people on. Well, if you fuck it, if you get the uh, the people to stand up at a fucking uh, a party, you're on top of the world there. If you turn around and you're right. in a, all of a sudden you, your music's playing and people are getting out of their chairs, they're starting to move a little bit. I don't care if you're rocking a jukebox, the stereo. You're fucking rubbing the button. Dave, on the other hand, and obviously you're not going to get this. Jonathan Wood, he understands music, <laughs> but you go back to your same. 93, 94 uh, no, no, that's not album things. That's not true. It's a fucking nightmare. It's a nightmare for me. It's a nightmare for Hicks. I might Sam Cooke you. That's the only fucking variation you have. Um, let's go over to somebody who understands a little bit from Jersey. It's our good friend, Hot Liz. Hello, Liz. Hey, boys. Hey, hey boys. How are you? Good. Good. Um, I have to laugh at this. My boyfriend and I, he's like all, he's older, but he's all into like punk and like his favorite band, the Dead Kennedys. Sure. And if you guys remember, I used to love my hippie shit. Mm -hmm. So we go song for song on road trips and all mine are like 18 minutes and all his are like a minute 20. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is the problem with that. The poor son of a bitch on our first road trip had no idea what he was getting into. So to, so to go from like punk to Grateful Dead, there's, there's no theme. Go, there's no theme going like on minute. here. There'd be a minute and 18 of I kill of like the guy from... Dead Kennedy screaming, I kill children, mm -hmm. and then to my, like, 28-minute terrapin from 78. Sure. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't see how this relationship's going to work out for you, Liz. <laughs> no, it's good, actually. He's the one, guys. I'm done. I'm settled. Oh, stop it. Hot Liz is off the market. W what part of Boston is he from? He's not from Boston. Wow, He's this from is stunning to me. He's not from Boston, but I do still talk to Mark. He told me to tell you guys hello when I speak to you, so. Uh, now, Liz, this new guy, how did you meet him? I met him through a friend. Mm. I met him through a, through a friend that he worked with a friend of mine. Um, so I met him about a year ago. But, yeah. And he's a punk guy, or is he established? He was. He was. He's, all, um, he's all he was. Like, when he was, he's a little older. He's about 37. So when he was in high school, he had, like, the blue hair and all the piercings and stuff. Right. Now he still has all the tattoos and stuff now, but sure. obviously. But, but um, no, like, normal haircut, relatively clean cut. Like, Cleaned up nicely, but... Speed of cleaning up. You got all the pictures of you off the internet? Huh? Have you gotten all your internet pictures taken down? No, it's been long enough that I think they've disappeared themselves at this point. They're okay. Like well off. <laughs> Good luck with that. Everyone likes yeah. to think that. Yeah, I never believe it's true, but that's... Uh... No, I've, had, I've tried 
No, I've actually, he actually went on like a hunt to try to find them. I was talking about him a few months ago. And he actually went on a hunt and there's nothing. Like even the old whipped cream bikini things. Are, it's all gone. It's all no gone now. It. No one can find it. It's not anywhere on Foundry. All right. Well, let's just hope that for everyone. Let's just hope that sooner or later everybody, it just all dissolves off. Yeah. It decomposes like in a landfill. Wouldn't that be perfect? Okay, it, was a, it was a long time ago when they were good pictures. I'm okay with it. Okay. Uh, God bless you, honey. I'm, gl- I'm happy that you're happy. I am. Take care, guys. Love you. Bye-bye. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. And there she is also uh, staying in touch with with the next uh, boyfriend. That's something you don't like, Dave. No, that's something I definitely don't like. Uh -uh. Uh-uh. Move on. Turn the page. Bob Seger put it best. That's right. This one's from 72 also. Uh, Tony in Boston. Hey, what's up, buddy? I uh, just wanted to talk about I, I live in a small town right outside of Boston, and uh, the two bars that are in my town don't play music. It's the most uncomfortable feeling you've ever had. I don't even like to be in a restaurant that doesn't play music. Yeah, if I'm having dinner, I like a little background music. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I went in there one night, and uh, I remember the Celtics were, were playing the Lakers, and uh, after the Celtics and Lakers game went off, they didn't even play music or anything like that. They had CSI playing on, and uh, they put, they turned it up full blast in the in the bar. It was so fucking uncomfortable. Uh, Dan in Jersey. Hey, Ron. Uh, best gag ever is that you're at the bar, you pick a really lame song on the jukebox, play it like ten times in a row, watch everyone get pissed off slowly. I've done that with Funky Town. I've played Funky Town, and then uh, started by what the fuck is this? <laughs> Jesus Christ! We got to keep hearing Funky Town over and over because it's. <laughs> And, 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 and just fucking try to get a bar pissed off. <laughs> and then I'll try to point out someone. I said, I think it's that asshole. That asshole with the glasses. <laughs> different. Different. So you ruined some uh, stranger's what, night. What am I, what am I oh. now? I'm one of my fucking, the king uh. of justice. I'm supposed to look out for everyone. Oh, no, it's just some guy you didn't know. Yeah, fuck him. And that's <laughs> what I'm saying to you. Fuck him for coming into a place that's not even his neighborhood. Well, how do you know that? I know everything is fucking happening, Dave. All right. I fucking cover the waterfront, you redheaded bastard. <laughs> Unlike you. Sitting around worrying about exes every five minutes. <laughs> Actually, this song should fucking really work. <laughs> well, I think it was the other one. Remember there was a remake? There was like a, a really bad fucking remake of this. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't it in Dumb and Dumber? Yeah, I don't know what idiot did it. Some fucking... Uh, I think it was Pseudo Echo. How do you remember that? I don't know. That's a name that's always stuck with me. Is it Pseudo Echo? Yeah, it's Pseudo Echo. Well, where did you hear it first? Um, I guarantee you we never were on a station when we played this. No, I think I remember seeing the video one time, like on MTV or something. See, he likes fucking music. He just won't tell. It's probably so fucking idiotic, (laughs) he's afraid to tell us. And I remember thinking, I thought someone else did this. I thought I was listening to the original. Jeff in Buffalo. Uh, yeah, I used to know a bartender who had a CD that did just the opposite. He had a CD at the bar. He would play a really crappy music if he wanted to close the bar early and clear the bar out. This would do it right here. 
time. Won't you take me to a funky town? 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 The guy's even got one of those keyboards that fucking that you play standing up. Yeah, good winner, I think, invented that fucking gimmick. What a bunch of idiots these guys are. be played for you at every party, Dave. Gotta hear um, Brown Sugar. At every party? Yeah, gotta hear Stones. <laughs> um, even though I won't say they're my, they're my tippy-top favorite band, the Stones are my favorite band to drink to. Yeah. So that, that I need to hear something by them. I gotta hear the Dab Kings. I don't know what it is, but anytime <laughs> I'm getting together, I gotta hear the Dab Kings. If not, I go, this party blows. <laughs> uh, this is Dave's. Yeah. a good drinking song. And no Jethro Tull. Get away from there. Ian and Bama. Uh, how about uh, the bar party that turns into the house party? The, uh, once you shut the bar down? Yeah. like the, There's always one guy that... Uh, just for some reason, I was like, oh, come over to my house. We'll have everybody over. Oh, everybody. I thought you meant like when you can lock the doors up in a bar and keep going all night and oh. the bartender starts getting high with you. Uh, that's always oh, fun. Oh, yeah. It's usually around last call. Yeah. But the thing of uh, everybody, strangers and all, come over to my house and party, you know you're in a college town. <laughs> <laughs> There's no fucking sensible adult who invites strangers yeah. into his house. Please. Unmet. Three o'clock in the morning. You just really, really need that party to keep going. Yeah, when you're younger, like when you're in high school, you could show up at someone's house and go like this. We heard there was a party. Yeah, come on in. Yeah, PC, NYC Prep. Could you imagine now, though? You show up at someone's fucking house as an adult. Yeah, we heard you guys over here. Will you partying? <laughs> Sounds fucking great. Let me in. I brought Schlitz. Uh, Matt. Matt in Queensburg. Hey guys, hey, uh, fucking Fred can't tell the difference between the Beatles and the Rolling Stones, but he knows Pseudo Echo covered Funky Town. It, what, what the fuck? I cannot begin to explain the complexity that is Fez Watley's brain. Some things just get stuck in there. Alright, stop with the Funky Town every second. It's just gonna fucking drive me crazy. Uh, here is, uh, here's Joe. Joe, you're on Fez. Hey, Ronnie B. Hey, you sound like a million bucks, man. What can we do for you? You know what? We're talking about them parties. Me and my boys, we used to cruise into a party, grab hold of the stereo first off, put them all down the line, rolling stones. Dave already had that down with some other stones. Then hit him with some Jay Giles uh, Full House album, if that was around. And then finish it up with some hot chili peppers with George Clinton sitting in with them. I'm telling you, that is it. Uh, uh, I'm going to tell you something. Believe it or not, Joe, I'd be glad to have you at my party. I say, hey, Joe's on the fucking stereo. He knows what he's doing. 
You have to have bands that you can drink to. That's important. Yeah. Like, I, as much as a Pink Floyd fan I am, I would never put them on at a party because I know that people would want to no, drink No, you can't to fucking do that. doesn't make sense. They're not a drinking band. Doors are. Stones are. Uh, by the way, I was at a restaurant, great fucking restaurant called Little Al, and they started playing Floyd. During fucking dinner. They are playing really? Breathe. Yeah. And then the guy cool. came over, and it was so fucking cool. Then the bartender went over and changed it. Oh, why? Because he's a fucking idiot. This guy... He has no jack shit, then. He kept them from getting five stars, in my opinion. <laughs> I think they still got five stars, but for me, they were four and a, four and a half. Breathing I literally hate this guy. To eat, too, yeah. It'd be a nice song. This fucking restaurant was unbelievable. It was as big as this fucking room. Great food. Great food. Where is it? None of your fucking business, Dave. You don't want to go there. You know you get more and more like the Radio Shark? No, I just want to know. Every day you're getting a little more... Uh, Radio Shark. Uh, Dino in Tennessee. Hey, what's going on, buddies? Yeah. Hey, the uh, Andrew W.K. album, Get Wet, uh, had the 11 songs on the album. Five or six of the songs have the word party right in the title, and the other one, it's guaranteed to have the word party somewhere in the song. Best dance rock party album ever. Uh, Hicks is a giant Andrew W.K. fan. Love the man for some reason. This is real Madden rock for me. <laughs> There's so songs I only know from the Madden game. And this would always play. <laughs> Dave, you gotta admit, it's late, you're fucked up, you'd light it on. Oh, yeah. Oh shit, they just scored on me. <laughs> Here we go. Wait, do we like it? We like what we do. So let's get the party going. Let's get a party going. Now it's time to party and we'll party hard. Let's get a party going. Look at Hicks. Hicks looks like he has his underwear down. Hicks, <laughs> you don't see this as being a little frat? Little this frat is, rock. This is terrible, but I still enjoy it. Right. For me, if I'm going to get in any music, it's going to be dumb free. When everybody is <laughs> really fucking going, you got to fucking rock to a little Donnie Dumfrey. Um, here's uh, Scott in Atlanta. Scott, what do you got, buddy? Hey guys, I was in a, in college and uh, we wanted to throw a bone to some of the marching band people and go to their party. Oh Jesus, and, uh, marching band people. <laughs> a couple of guys were, were hogging the stereo and they threw in Fine Young Cannibal, She Drives Me Crazy, mm. then gave each other high fives and went, yeah! <laughs> Although I do like Good Thing by them, because it was in the movie Tin Men. <laughs> Uh, let's let's take a listen on little Dunphy. She's watching Jeopardy. She gets inspiration from the movie Dune. Best order wasn't greasy. It was Booka Boom. Donny, Donny, Donny. Brenda, what do you want? Take us for a ride. By the way, this is who I think Hot Liz is with now. Donny Dunphy. I don't mind on the front. I don't mind on the back. Stop at the shop for a loaf of bread. Spent all our money on Nevada's instead. Jerry. 
you got beef with Dumpy, I wouldn't be so inclined, cause I'm not freaking around. And I'm just having a time, having a time, having a time. That's what I said, I'm just having a time. Breakfast, having a time. Wheelies, having a time. Headlock, having a time. Trunk tank, not so much a time. If you got beef with Dumpy, end up with two black eyes. Your murder had it coming, and I'm still having a time. <laughs> Here's uh, Dennis, Dennis in New York. Dennis. What's going on, boys? Yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, along the lines of that jukebox terrorism, one mm. time I was in a local bar by me. They normally don't play country music, but for some reason it was country song after country song, so I decided to throw a loop. Mm. I put in, like, N.W.A., Dr. Dre, the yeah. ghetto boys. Give them a little uh, fuck to police. Oh, exactly. I mean, the mm. looks of panic in their eyes, was it, it was priceless. It made my night. Mm. All right, thanks. Thanks, but Yeah, it would be good for country people every once in a while. Ronnie says Christmas party. Fucking with me because I'm a teenager with a little bit of gold and a pager. Searching my car, looking for the product. Thinking every nigga is selling narcotics. You rather see me in the pen than me and Lorenzo rolling in a benzo. Be the police out of shape. And when I finish, bring the yellow tape to take off the scene of the slaughter. Still getting swallowed up bread and water. I don't know if they fags or what. Search a nigga down and grab an and on the other hand, without a gun, it can't get none. But don't let it be a black and a white one. Cause they'll slam you down to the street top. Black this was Hicks's prom theme. Ice Cube will swarm on any motherfucker in a blue uniform. Now Ice Cube just makes uh, kids movies. Wouldn't it be hard to believe that this guy was going to be the new Chevy Chase? Yo, Dre, I got something to say. Here's Pat in Florida. Hey, Pat. What's up, buddy? Hey there, Ronnie B. Yeah. You know, you can't have a party without having that song Shout. It still works to this day. Even They even used it uh, for the inauguration. Really? Yeah. You know you make me want to shout. Kick my heels up and shout. Throw my hands up and shout. Throw my hands back and shout. Come on now. Don't forget to say you real. Don't forget to say did you see uh, Michelle Obama the other day on Sunday, what she was wearing? Was this when she was getting on the plane? Yeah, it looked like she was wearing cutoffs and a tank top. It looked like uh, laundry day. She's just <laughs> out there looking on laundry day. They are fucking crazy. You gotta love them. She loves showcasing her guns. She has strong arms, no doubt about it. Here's a good blowhard. Blowhard, weren't parties better in the 70s? Oh, yeah, because you ran the gamut. If you're hanging out with your Guido friends, it was the disco parties and the chicks in the sexy dresses. Then you go to hang out with the punks, and you're just doing some speed and just bouncing around. But the funny thing about Shout with the Isley Brothers and the old-school jukeboxes was that you had to play both sides to get the whole song, side one, part one, side two, part two. And that happened to a lot of old songs in the old jukeboxes. You had to play, you know, like even Freebird, believe it or not, was in 45. 
and it was an abbreviated version. But what I used to like to do in the old school jukeboxes, hey, five songs for a quarter, was play the B-sides. Because people would say, what the hell is this? You would just rock the B's on them. And there'd be some great B-sides. Like, I believe on the Rolling Stones' Miss You, I think it was uh, Far Away Eyes, was the B-side. Oh, great song. And from something as idiotic as Yummy, 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 the Ohio Express had a song called Zigzag, and it was like a psychedelic, trippy song. Uh, and people would just say, who the hell played this? And the whole ball would freak out. And also locally in Brooklyn, they used to have seasonal records. St. Patrick's Day, every bar added about 20 Irish songs, and Christmas time they would add really bad Christmas carols. So if you wanted to bust balls, you would just play the obnoxious Irish songs. Or And I'm not talking like Pogues. I'm talking about just awful traditional Irish music. Or the same with the Christmas songs. You get like Mitch Miller Christmas singles, and it just would ruin the jukebox for like the whole holiday season. But you can't go back to those days now. CDs isn't the same as having that vinyl 45. They ought to just hand blowhard Mike. All right, it's 2 o'clock. <laughs> Got to yeah, shut yeah. this thing down. We're going, right. we're going. Hey, hey, guys. Yeah. One last thing. Uh, the RonFez.net football pool is open on RonFez.net, the weekly pool. If anybody wants to enter, just go to RonFez.net. You can win like a million dollars or something. So. Well, that'd be great. Yeah, uh, Fez, you getting in this year? I'm not sure about that, Blowhard. Well, we well, were going to have our own fantasy league right. this year, right? But then you said fantasy party. Dave laughed at you, and it became a big fight. Yeah, because that doesn't exist anywhere in the world. So you don't want to? So we're not doing our league? Um, I, yeah, probably not. Yeah. Well, we should. Still you do still it. in? Yeah, we should. Let's 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 do it. Hicks, are you in? I know nothing, but yeah, sure, I'll jump in. How many people do we need to have a league? Eight. Okay. To have a serious league. And you don't want to do it, Fez, because you got laughed at? Well, yeah, I mean, it's uh, apparently this just doesn't even exist in the world, according to Dave. All right, so we need five more people. We have five more people to start off our little list. Um, we need to break here, Fezzy. We're going to be back in uh, just a couple minutes. And when we get back here... Fez is going to tell you that he found a growth on his back. Oh, no. And it's cancerous. So you don't want to miss this. Run a Fez show. Number three, step forward. Tell me the key, you cocksucker. In English, please. Excuse me? In English. Tell me the fucking keys, you cocksucker. What the fuck? It's the Ron Fez Show. I want to give you an update on the Glenn Beck uh, situation. Glenn Beck is uh, the guy on Fox News uh, who some special interest group is going uh, after him uh, for saying that he believed that the President of the United States is a racist. So a special interest group has their people writing to all his sponsors, they're pulling out one after another. Oddly enough, uh, I'm seeing this more in the liberal news than I am in the uh, conservative news. The conservative people don't seem to be coming to Glenn Beck's side. At the same time, some liberal people are laughing and thinking this is a, a great thing. We brought up the other day, Geico was a major sponsor that had pulled out since then, Walmart, Best Buy, 
CVS, Travelocity, uh, Alibank, Broadview Security, and Rebath. Overall, 20 advertisers have now en- uh, gotten rid of their spots on the Glenn Beck Show. Gigantic amount of sponsorship deals during the dropping out of this. Uh, and I got an email about this from a gentleman who is trying to tell me the difference between protecting people. Like uh, like I said, this is the same kind of stuff that they did with ONA. It always scares me, JV and Elvis. We brought up other uh, programs that this has happened to. Imus. Before Imus got fired, all the advertisers fled. Uh, the person writes to me, the difference uh, between like ONA and Fox News is that we can live in a world where people can basically live in a 24 times 7 alternate reality. A reality concocted to instill fear, fear which breeds loyalty that keeps them coming back for more. If there is a conservative conspiracy, it's a conspiracy of stupidity. These, are, these people are dangerous. Glenn Beck and his Fox News brethren concoct lies which appeal to the base instinct of feel of people <coughs> to earn a buck. I see no problem with letting a powerful voice, say Geico, pulling its advertising to say that as an entity, it disagrees with what's being said. Advertisers uh, can legitimize the content just as pulling advertising will hopefully undermine it. The difference to me is about this. It's not where the guy from Geico was driving down the road, heard this, got pissed off, pulled his ads. That would be fine. And we've all had that happen to all of us on the air. The difference is you have a small amount of people who write to advertisers and then scare them. It's completely different than the advertising uh, people. And, and the weird thing is, I and I brought this up before, I have no idea how to solve the, pro- the problem right now. Because, again, Geico doesn't give a shit. They just want to sell their insurance products, and that's what they're supposed to do. But, unfortunately, we live in a world where if you want to have an opinion, have it heard by a lot of people, you need advertising. Now, on the point of Glenn Beck, you may not agree with him. Most people don't agree with Glenn Beck. Most people view something else. There's nobody out there that has 51% of any audience. Most people would rather not watch the Glenn Beck show. But there are people who want to watch it. There are people who want to hear his opinion. And you're keeping that from happening by scaring off the advertising. I find it frightening, Fez. And you and I always go back and forth on this. Uh-huh. Because we, I think freedom of speech is really important. And you think, uh, for some reason, we have to protect people from speech. Yeah, I get, yeah, I get into a point where I worry about is hate speech dangerous? Is it, is it instigating someone to go do something violent against someone else? Do you think anybody who watches Glenn Beck's show is going to do anything violent? Um, Do you think that Glenn Beck has the right to call the president uh, a racist? Yeah, he totally does. Hmm. Yeah. See, now that's an example of what I don't think is dangerous. I mean, he didn't try to get people, you know, to go after the president physically or violently. 
Uh, first of all, I've never heard of any show that's done that. Yeah. So, uh, of any of the ones that you complain about. I don't even see where that's a, a problem. What you need to do is have somebody uh, on the other side. Somebody always needs to be on the other side speaking out. Uh, Corey in Virginia, you're on Fuzz. Hey, what's up, buddy? Yeah. Um, hey, I can't stand Glenn Beck. I, I hate the guy. I think he's a phony, a, a kook, but he has every right to go on TV and voice his opinion and say whatever, you know, to a certain extent, whatever he wants to about the president. And if Geico chooses to drop their advertising from that show, they have the right to do that. And I have the right to drop Geico, which I will do. Uh, I spend a lot of money with Geico, and I think it's ridiculous that they're basically trying to get this guy thrown out of a job. Well, let, let's take it from Geico's point of view. And the really funny thing is, when this came up, uh, and people were doing this against ONA, JV and Elvis, Imus, I was the one that said at the time, because people on Fox News weren't exactly joining in, Fox News is going to get targeted. And on the other side, Keith Overman is going to get targeted. Now you won't have any extreme voices, Fez. Uh -huh. And I know you don't want to hear gay people or sinners or gay people don't belong. But if you take that extreme out, you're also going to lose the pro-gay extreme. Because if somebody happens to be gay and then you say, um, you know, we're a church group, let's, let's attack the advertising. So that person can't speak out. You definitely need uh, extreme voices all the time in politics. You have to have it. If not, you really don't have uh, the full story. You don't want to sit down and look at the middle all the time and think that that's life. Um, here is uh, here's our old buddy Stryker. Hey, Stryker. Hey, buddy. Hey, um, this group that started this boycott of Glenn Beck. It's called colorofchange.org. If you research this group, you find out that they're the biggest bunch of scumbags going. Uh, Tukey Williams, one of the founders of the, you know, the Crips and the Blood, want him released from prison. Here's a guy with, you know, multiple murders under his belt. But my point is this. Uh, I, I don't, I don't care whether it's these people or the Catholic Church or Reverend Al. The thing that's frightening is these kind of boycotts work. These kind of boycotts will work for you um here is mark mark you're on the run of fez show hey ronnie uh geico i don't know specifically but a lot of these companies are publicly traded companies they have an obligation to their shareholders to grow the business right and by, by removing their ads you know glenbeck show like it or not it's a popular show so i mean there's a bunch of people watching it for the few people who are rallying against Geico, to, you know, to pull the ad, they're losing that much more visibility to the rest of the people. So if I'm a shareholder in Geico, if I'm a Geico employee, I question it from purely a business standpoint. Well, again, but, you know, uh, and, and I don't know, I, I'm sure right now, because they don't have another model, is, hey, we have a problem. Some people are worried. How do we fix the problem? Because Geico is not in... The free speech business they're in the spreading geico so it's almost like you can't expect them to take a moral stand why would they and they're not going to get their mind changed nothing that fox news is going to tell them will bring them back now i don't think well it isn't a matter of that it isn't a matter of that they'll they'll come back when when the when the trouble goes away mm. you see what i'm saying yeah they're not going to make a stand it's not their fucking place to make a stand 
It's really up to the people to make a stand. Here's uh, Jim, Jim in Georgia. Hey, Ron, how you doing? Good. Hey, Ronnie, I just remember a couple of years ago, Beck was hammering O&A for that dumbass Condoleezza Rice thing, and they got suspended. Yeah. How does he like it? I mean, it's not right, but, you know. But, uh, but again, be- here, here's my, part, my point about this, Jim. This is fucking crabs in a pot, where we could go, all right, now, you know, we can get even with Beck or O'Reilly or Overman or whoever, you know, was one of the people busting on fucking O&A at the time. But the point is... You're really not going to protect anyone unless you find a way to protect everyone. And the, the speech issue was taking care of that. You can speak. You don't necessarily have to speak on fucking TV, though. There's no way for the government to step into this. It's got to be handled some way in the private sector. But this is happening. It's fucking going down. And again, they hide behind it with o a They could say... You know, it's threatening. Like, that was the thing that fucking scared you off, Fez. The thing that you say, this hate speech, uh-huh. is what got ONA suspended last time. And that hate speech happened to be a rambling fucking homeless man that nobody was paying attention to. And anybody who complained wasn't listening to the program that day. The same thing with these people that are complaining to Beck's advertisers. They're not people who watch Fox News. You're letting somebody else who's not even in that fucking demographic have you uh, pull yourself. Um, here is, um, let's go over to Jim. Jim, you're on my face. Hey, how's it going, guys? Yeah. Uh, this, this whole thing is a, a kind of a fake situation because Geico and all the rest of them have taken their advertising and put it somewhere else on Fox. But this people is... People watch Fox... The but Jim, watch Fox, hey watch Jim, nothing but Fox. Yeah, keep reading into the story because now they've upped that to against Fox News, and that is what will happen if you give a little bit of this over. This is what happens when you give a small bit of it over, and people will tell you this: "Oh, this is a totally different story than," and they did that with O and A. They will always tell you. Oh, this is totally different than what happened with Howard. We were, you know, everything. It's bullshit. It's the same thing. It's some people trying to stop uh, other people from speaking up. Uh, here is uh, Tim. Tim, you're on the running fair hey, show. What's up, guys? Yeah. You know, I got to tell you, Ronnie, you owe the money. You know, you're 100 percent right. I remember years ago there was an episode on uh, Married with Children. When Al Bundy made a joke about what's the difference between old women and, and dog shit, the older they get, the easier they are to pick up. Somebody that didn't even watch the show heard through a friend, and they, they protested about that. Yeah, it, like, it happens all the time. Thought- it's it's yeah. never the real fucking people. It's never the listeners. Because the listeners are more you know likely to be agreeing with uh, Glenn Beck at the time. It's all political moves. It's 100% of the time political moves. That's why I'd like to see you uh, look into this a little more, Fezzy. Educate. Uh-huh. Here's um, our good buddy Jay Moore. Hello, Jay. Hi, Ron. Hi, Fez. Hey, pal. Hey, Jay. Uh, you know, it's kind of interesting with this Geico thing because the stand that they're taking is to benefit people that would never be watching. I think you touched on this, Ronnie. Right. Them pulling their advertising from the Glenn Beck show appeases people that have never seen the Glenn Beck show. Right. 
It's an urban, super liberal market. And I've had this happen to me on a smaller scale. I made fun of Barack, uh, Michelle Obama on a show, and I said she was a big dude. I said she looked like Elton Brand. Right. And uh, nothing happened of it. And then uh, the show that I was on replayed it like in a best of two weeks later, and I had two corporate gigs that canceled on me. They right. said, we can't have this guy. You know, I, I'm not going to say who it was, but say it was like hypothetically like Reebok and like Procter & Gamble, a corporate gig, you fly in. They're like, mm-hmm. we can't have this guy telling jokes. He's he's selling, he's saying racist things about the first city. But what I said was, she's a big dude. And it gets, it gets so spun if you give it any credence. If you talk about it, if, I mean, if you're Glenn Beck in this case, or if you're guy, if you try to defend it at all, like ONA trying to defend, yeah. as you said, the fucking rambling hobo. They weren't even there when he, you know, they didn't say it. Right. And if you try to defend it, it's like saying, it's like trying to say you're not a racist. You're doomed. Mm. So this is the best thing to happen for Glenn Beck because all the people that like Glenn Beck, they're going to rally around Glenn Beck. Sometimes. And all- well, it doesn't always happen that way, but look in your case, Jay, because now here you could do something in your stand-up, and what they will do if they get mad at you is not even attack your show. They'll attack CBS and any yeah. of the other companies. And, and at some point, somebody goes, you'll get up high enough, we'll go, wait. Who, who do we have to? Who, whose legs do we got to cut off to end this thing? You know, I actually had to stop a certain chunk of material because I was sat down by my manager and he said, "You realize you're a CBS employee. CBS right. is pretty germane to the average American. You can't go up there and say things." I'm not saying I said these things, but let's say hypothetically that Barack Obama's, you know, holding his dick and smoking Newports and Air Force One is lowered. Like, you can't, if you say that and someone YouTubes that stuff, right? then CBS is going to go, well, why are we picking up this show? All it does is cause us headaches with this guy doing his stand-up act. Right. The, at a certain point, they're going to say, how do we make the problem go away? And they will, And they will always do this. But here's what scares me more than everything else, Jay. Now you, instead of just being like real censorship, you are self-censoring. You're right. already thinking, I've thought of something funny. Should I say it? No. I shouldn't because it's not going to be worth that laugh I'm getting. My opening act, and I think we were in Vancouver at the River Rock Casino, said that was the strangest thing I've ever seen. I watched you start to say it, and then I watched you mold it and reshape it on the fly. Mm. It came out okay, but it was all a different chunk of material, you know? Yeah. Do you just avoid Obama stuff altogether now? No, I do a lot of Obama stuff. I have uh, Hail to the Chief, changed to, like, gin and juice. I go, ladies and gentlemen, the President of the United States, and I have, like, the sound guy drop gin and juice, and Obama (laughs) comes out, set tripping. And, uh, you know, I could say, like, Michelle, uh, Ronnie, I like how you said about Michelle Obama going on that plane in her cutoff. It looked like Freak Week, Freak Week, Freak Week down there. <laughs> Seriously, I thought it was in Fat Lana. Yeah, they're on their way to, uh, Moorhead, Moorhead State or something. <laughs> but, but, I, uh, now, uh, Jay, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna guess you're not a Glenn Beck viewer, right? Uh, I would watch him just to be fascinated by him, not because yeah. I, I, I disagree with pretty much every single thing that comes out of his mouth. Yeah. Uh, and I think he, I think he also, uh, my personal opinion is that he's actually insane. But, but that's kind of fun. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of, uh, interesting for the, that he's even on a guy like that. But, yeah. 
But what's really funny to me is that for some reason people think that you can't watch that way that show the way that Jay watches, that if you watch Glenn Beck, you're forced to agree with everything he says. And I, I will watch O'Reilly just to yell back every once in a while and go, that's bullshit. Yeah. You know? Oh, you gotta watch it in the same way you watch Madame Cleo for ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, keep keep an eye on yourself, Jay. Wait a couple years before you really uh, have your free speech. Ronnie, I am a corporate man. Yeah. I am firmly nestled in the bosom of CBS. You won't have any problems from me. Yeah. Uh, that's how. That's the way to quell any riots with money. We'll give you money and make you obey. All right, Jay Moore. Bye, boys. Peace. That was nice that you asked a question in the middle of that. You got yourself involved. Chad. And you did it like this, like you were an interview. Jay, let me ask you a question. <laughs> what do you do now when you want... Yeah, turn yourself into like a little fucking um, journalist there, Fezzy. To Larry King. There's your, uh, there's your giants. And they're dancing in the end zone. All pumped up. Looking good. Looking sharp. I'm not a preseason man. I I'm just watched the highlights. Just saw Jacobs running over like 10 guys. Ladies' Little League place. Staten Island beat Jersey last night for nothing. As always. Staten Island <laughs> beats Jersey. So they're headed to the uh, to Williamsport. Uh, what do we have? Like East, West showing up or even Yeah, more? yeah. There's, there's Southwest. No, there's more. Yeah, there's Southwest. There's West. There is Northeast, East, uh, Southeast, and South. Um... Here's uh, Chris. Chris, you're on the Run of Fez show. Whoops. Chris, how you doing, buddy? Yeah, how you doing? Um, you know, this has now become the standard, these media, like, wish hunts. You know, I mean, it used to be like uh, when uh, Janet Jackson's tit popped out, you know, all of a sudden FCC got complaints from people, and it was, you know, this was kind of like a strange thing, but now this has become the standard. This is no longer a strange thing. Well, here, here's what pisses me off, and you, and you brought it up before, and like the guy's blaming back for not standing uh, behind ONA, but when you let the boycotts work in this business, it's fucking why. And they always do this in the newspaper business, right? Mm. That you have got to protect pornography if you want to protect the New York Times and the Washington Post. You've got to say, no, this stuff can go out there for the people who want it. But other people are like, wow, I don't like pornography. Good. I'm glad they're getting them. I'm glad they're getting the shock jocks. I'm glad they're getting somebody who said something off the top of their head. It gets fucking closer and closer and closer until you have people petrified now to speak out of fucking against the government. And that's my point with Jay Moore and his joke. A, it's a joke. B, if he doesn't get to say that, someday you won't get to speak out against the government you're afraid of. Because it ain't always going to be the Democrats. Probably in a couple of years it'll be the Republicans again. I, you know, it's weird too because I haven't heard Fox News say anything about this either. They're afraid to. They're afraid to bring even more attention to it. They're not going to say anything about it. So just hoping it'll go away. Yeah, that's what everyone or, does. Or at least, you know, more advertisers won't leave. They lost 20. Mm -hmm. What they don't want is for it to spread right now. And I guarantee you, the people over at CNN who should be going, this is bullshit, are going, hey, this is great. 
Glenn Beck's in trouble. Mm. MSNBC is going to say, hey, Glenn Beck's in trouble. Guess what? Bill O'Reilly and fucking balding hardcore hardball are also going to get say something that's going to fuck them up. Don't act like uh, that they never spoke out against a president before. They never did jokes about a president before. They have. Don't act like, you know, they're suddenly offended about the word fascist. And that's it. You've crossed the line. You guys never called Bush a fucking fascist? I know you have. I was one of the people calling Bush a fascist. <laughs> Didn't hurt Bush. Did not fucking hurt him one bit. Stop acting like you can fucking bring down the entire republic with some outside ideas. And that's where uh, the thing that fucking worries me about you being afraid of hate speech, Fez, uh-huh. is I'm like, why not? Why? What's wrong with a little hate speech? Who's it really going to fucking hurt? Don't act like we're made out of fucking China. Uh, Mark. Mark, you're on the Run of Fez show. Ron, yeah. uh, Kanye West goes on TV after Katrina and puts Bush completely on blast for being a racist. And where were these people then? Well, they were going good. Somebody said what needs to be said. Finally, somebody's standing up. That's why you got to protect fucking NWA when they say fuck the police. Just in the same fucking way you want to be able to protect uh, and get your opinion out when you don't think the police are being respected by the President of the United States. Not always. You can't always do that. It'll work in some fucking cases that have strong viewers, but it won't work for everybody. Uh, Here is... um, Let's go over here to um, Ian. Ian, you're in manifest. Hey guys. Yeah. Um, I was just going to point out this is there's a distinction between when companies pull advertiser uh, advertising and when people call the FCC and have them you know come down hard on a on a station for something that's said. I mean, you can't make companies um, continue to associate their brand. With okay. Uh, all right. Said. But but let's get back to this, Ian. The FCC would not find Glenn Beck for what he said. Okay? No. He didn't cross the line. These companies weren't watching their TV and go, wait a minute, I hate what Glenn Beck just said. I'm going to pull his ad. Everybody thinks that that's okay. What they're doing in a very pussified way, and they have the right to do that, is to react to some emails and phone calls that are flooding them. They're basically being, on a corporate level, terrorized. Your business can't fucking run because they're fucking filling up the phones, filling up the email boxes with these complaints. So finally, they just go, hey, sorry, Glenn, we're going to drop our advertising. And again, Glenn Beck is probably big enough that he can weather this storm. But not everybody is going to be able to do that. And next time, Glenn Beck is going to bite his lip. Or the guy around him is going to bite his lip. Is that what you really want in life? You know, is that what you really want? Do you want these people who are expressing themselves to bite their lips? Then we'll have it. Uh, We do have got a break here. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Back in just a few moments. Sorry, Tommy gets a little loaded. He doesn't mean any disrespect. You don't mean any disrespect, Henry. Are you nuts? Billy, Billy, breaks around the house. Got your hair You got your Show. Screaming that second 
just uh, we've got the summer turned upside down, and we're popping the bottom of the the bottle, <laughs> just trying to drip out whatever little bit of the summer we can here, because it's just about over, folks. So sad. Real quick. Don't say it. There's nothing you can do about it. Kids are going back to school. Go by. I'm walking down the street. And all the uh, the stores have, like, sweaters. You know, the mannequins are wearing sweaters, mm-hmm. scarves, jackets. I don't know whether those mannequins are living one season ahead of us, but it's chilly in mannequin world right now. Uh, Fezzi, for the first time since the early 1960s, the population in your home state, Florida, is going down and not up. Yeah, people are either leaving or I guess basically what's happening is you got a lot of old people there. They're dying off and other people can't afford to come in and replace them. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Good facts, Fezzy. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. So the uh, state of Florida on its way down for the first time. Davey Mack, what's up in, uh, in your world right now? Did you did you go see the time travel movie that I, you wanted to see? This weekend, I ho- I'm definitely going to see Glorious Bastards. Mm-hmm. And Glorious. And Glorious Bastards. The only other question is District 9 or Time Traveler's Wife. Because I, I want to double up. I want to hit. I want to get at least two movies done this weekend. Mm. So, But I love time travel. you know. So I'm thinking I might line, lean towards Time Traveler's Wife after what you said about District 9. Here's the only thing about Time Traveler's Wife. First of all, uh, it's a chick flick. But B, here's the good side. There's some time travel. A guy is traveling through time. And there's something about human beings, we love that. Now, his point is, he's sucked back into seeing his own life. And uh, powerful things pull him back. Okay. So, the day he meets his chick, he gets pulled back to that day. Uh, Been in a bad car accident, pulled back to that day. Okay. Something happens with a parent, pulled back to that day. They don't really explain... How he got there, right? And yet, there's not a a, uh, a time travel movie that we don't like. Um, let me go over some of the time travel movies. This is, was put together by the DailyBeast.com. The DailyBeast.com. To me, this is the granddaddy of them all. H.G. Wells' Time Machine. This movie was made uh, a million years ago. It looks like shit. The time machine looks idiotic. The future <laughs> looks dumb. And yet, you got to watch it. If it's on TV, you got to watch the uh, uh, time machine. Another one gets talked about all the time by Anthony. Back to the future. Got to watch Back to the Future. Definitely. Fun. Fun time travel. This is And one. this one is the first time it makes sense. Because if we do travel time, it's going to be in a DeLorean. <laughs> I like uh, any of them where that you know you have the photo and people are disappearing. You're changing your your own future. Well, that's that's only the only one that's ever done that is right there, Fuzzy. Back to the Future, because we don't have those kind of pictures anymore. Right now, you'd be looking okay. at your phone. <laughs> you'd be looking at a picture in your phone. You wouldn't have a Polaroid. For some reason, Polaroids kept showing up in that movie. Um, one of the ones that people don't even think of is time travel, Planet of the Apes. Planet of the Apes, because he oh. ended up going into space, showing up in the future. Ah, it's, yeah, I, oh, well, again, if it's Earth, I guess it is time it travel. It is. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Twelve Monkeys 
perfect time travel movie because am I traveling time or am I mad crazy? I always like to leave mad crazy as part of it. And I like the 12 Monkeys because there's... You, there's multiple different types of time travels. He traveled in the back. You know, remember he went to World War II by accidentally. Yeah. Then he's try, he's going in the future. I like a, a time travel where you're uh, hitting a whole scope of things. Uh, Donnie Darko, time travel movie. And basically even there they share the different dimensions. You're really bouncing over from one dimension to the other. Uh, this is a great time travel movie because you brought him back to help you in school. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. <laughs> San Dimas High uh, Football Rules. This one, yeah, it's a little sillier. Um, but it works. Because you find out about all these dudes and all the gnarly things they had to say. <laughs> uh, Star Trek Four, Voyage Home. Let's talk to a whale. I always thought Star Trek, they'd be time traveling all the time. I'm surprised they only chose that one Star Trek where Spock couldn't comprehend what rap music was and everything. I'm surprised they only chose that one to time travel. Well, they well the new one is a time travel movie, too. Uh, yeah. Spock's... Uh, is there that dimension? No, he's he actually traveled through time. But when you do that, the future, oh. which would have been your present, continues to live on in yeah. another dimension. That's fucked up. So wait, old Spock was the time traveler, not the young yeah, people? Old, old Spock, right. this time. This time, old Spock came back... Oh. But young Spock, who's there now, won't have the same fate as that old Spock. I see. That's what fucks you up about the, the, the paradox of a time travel. Because as soon as you believe in any kind of time travel, you have to believe in alternate universes. There's, there's another Davy Mac who's doing very, very well. And, uh, Wait. Yeah. Why is that alternate? Well, this would be... You said alternate, like as if I'm not doing well. I mean... Right now, if you believe in other dimensions, right? Yeah. If you go into that, there would have to be infinite uh, other dimensions. So in one dimension, you're a homeless bum. Okay. Uh, another one, you're killing the president. Another one, you are the president. Another one, you're playing for the Yankees. Whoa. It would just go on forever and ever like that. One of them, you're having a sex change operation. <laughs> just stupid. That's a Once fuck. you start to do it, uh, you just fuck up. You just fuck up. Uh, here is Adam. Adam, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, guys. Yeah, pretty much any movie involving UFO has some time travel dimension. Close Encounters of the Third Kind, the first scene, you have a missing World War II fighter squadron uh, emerging, the exact same as when they left back in the 40s. Right, and so those people who were on the alien aircraft, remember, in the 40s, they come back totally the same age. Right. So they might have thought they went away for a year or two. They came back. They had time traveled. That's sweet. Uh, here's uh, Murray. Murray in Florida. Hey, what's up, fellas? How about the one with uh, Michael McDowell where he went back and uh, actually picked up Jack the Ripper and Jack the Ripper made it back to uh, Was that time and again? Manhattan. Yeah. Yeah, time and again. Uh, and he was supposed to be H.G. Wells in that film. That was a film where, where they acted like the sci-fi was really sci-fact. Look at that, Tiki Barber, the barber in Harbor, coming back. <laughs> has decided he is going to once again be a New York Giant. <laughs> That's a you heard it here first. That's Bradshaw. Maybe he'll go to the Vikings. The backup, Mod Bradshaw. Uh, Tommy Z wants us to know that Cougar Jane Seymour was gorgeous in Somewhere in Time with Christopher Reeve. 
and then it looks like he just drove his uh, lawnmower off of something and crashed his head. <laughs> it's been a very dangerous uh, summer. Both Tommy Z uh, fell off his lawnmower. Sheepy fell out of a golf cart. It's We're going to have to put helmets on listeners. Uh, Sean in Long Island. Sean. Hey, Fezzy, Ron, I love you guys. Yeah. Listen, Superman, when he flew around the earth, he went back in time. Yeah, Superman was a time travel movie, and he only did it, this is why I hate that thing, too, to protect something of his. Not for anybody else who got killed. Hey, tough fucking break. But when his chick gets killed, fuck it. Let me break every goddamn rule I have out of selfishness. 866-RONZIO-FEZ. He made the whole world travel. Here's the Terminator... The Terminator, of course, uh, has now got the paradoxes so far that there wouldn't even be Terminators unless the Terminator came into the past. They now have it worked out that the reason why we have Terminators is because Terminators and the future came back to us. And when you try to go, wait, that wouldn't work, they go... Well, it's a paradox. <laughs> and that's <laughs> Time Cheap. Traveler's wife does the same thing. Okay. At the same point, you go, but wait a minute. You're the guy in the future is the reason why. Yeah, it's a paradox. Is it? Or are you guys really just not working hard enough? I like how they kept us hanging through those first two Terminator movies of the future could be changed until we got to Terminator 3 when the uh, machines taking over was inevitable. Yeah, but now we're back to four, and it seems like they're cheating on that again. Really? Yeah, I, I, didn't see I that think one. they are. I this one's just really about looking at machines. I couldn't pay attention to Claire Danes' Terminator. Yeah, it's terrible. It's like what? Claire Danes? Why is she doing here? Uh, Joe. Uh, Joe, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, how's it going, fellas? Yeah. I wanted to just bounce it off you guys. See what you thought about uh. Quantum Leap. I know it wasn't a movie, but it was a great television show. Quantum Leap uh, with the great Scott Bakula. Uh, yeah, I've watched plenty of them. And does it make sense? No. Well, I keep on watching it. Yeah, if it's on, I'm going to watch a Quantum ah, Leap. It's a fun show. I like that his kind of essence would leap into another fucking person. I'll give you this, too. I use the Quantum Leap uh, philosophy, self-help philosophy sometimes. If everything's got you down. Then think to yourself, what if I was Scott Bakula? I just jumped into this situation right now. And I didn't go by the past. I just thought from this point on, I start to make changes. Works like a heartbeat. Like Scott Bakula's in your body. Right. And he's taking over right. the Ron Bennington. But like when, when, when we, let, let's say when we say to Fez, hey, you ought to get out. And look, you know how often he'll be like, but I've done that before and I can't. And I, you know, Scott Bakula wouldn't fucking pay attention to Fez's past. Yeah, he's only, he wouldn't know it. He he wouldn't. Well, he would reject it. Let's say no matter what, he would go. None of that shit means anything. We're starting fresh. He's only got an hour. Yeah. Well, and the first fifteen minutes was always trying to figure out who he was. Well, all he had to do was find that mirror. He would <laughs> see that mirror. I'm an old black woman. I'm a retarded kid. There was one where he was, I think, a Secret Service guy for the JFK thing. No, one was, he was Oswald for one. Oh, he was, I think he did two different episodes. Because <laughs> I think he did Oswald like season two, and then uh, four years later, they're like, oh, no one will remember. But why wouldn't... Could he only jump in his lifetime? No, it wasn't... Um, he didn't have control over it. But he, what I'm saying, he wasn't jumping back and becoming a gladiator. 
No, I don't remember him going back that far, but I thought he would go back, like, to the 20s or 30s. But why? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Yeah. What was the limits on his? Because Time Tunnel, uh, one of the originals on TV, and they still run this on sci-fi sometimes, is that they would uh, only go where something out of a history book. I don't know why that would be, <laughs> but they would be on the Titanic with the Till of the Hun. They wouldn't <laughs> that, just show up with regular people. That famous was like, jumps. Like, yeah, like uh, Time Bandits. All right, now, uh, you're wrong here, Fezzi, because in the opening line, theorizing that one could travel within their own lifetime is in the opening. So he couldn't go back before he was born. Oh, okay. He had to stay within his lifetime, kind of like Journeyman. And Journeyman wouldn't even leave San Francisco. <laughs> he would stay in his neighborhood. Right. Time Bandits by Terry, Terry Gilliam had a little child with a bunch of midgets, only historical events. Napoleon and all that shit. Yeah, he really didn't even understand that. <laughs> uh, Andrew. Andrew, you're on Fez. Hey, boys. Uh, what about Time Cop with Jean-Claude Van Damme? The movie kind of sucked, but uh, Travis Bueller's girlfriend plays his wife. Very hot. Yeah, but let's also remember this. With Time Cop, it's the first time we took time travel and martial arts and moved them together. <laughs> and that was great because he would, you know, jump up in the air and land on top of the kitchen uh, fucking counter and and not get chopped. He would always use odd things to fight with. Like, I'm going to beat you up with a banana in this. I like that one because it had the bad guy from the future meeting his early self. And just really reaming them, letting them have it. Joe in California. Hey, how you guys doing? Yeah. Um, what about uh, Peggy Sue got married with uh, Nick Cage and Kathleen Turner? Oh, uh, Peggy Sue, it's me, Nick Cage. I'm going to talk like this for some reason. Hi, Peggy Sue. I'm in high school. <laughs> and even though I talk like a regular person later, right now I talk all crazy like this. Uh, Peggy Sue, that's the thing, like, you can do now. Like, have you ever looked at your parents and even say, I kind of miss my old parents, the parents I grew up with. I don't see them around anymore, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. You see your dad, uh, you know, walking a little slower or whatever, and you think, just one time I'd like to see that guy who, you know, could pick me up over his head. Oh, yeah. And, 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 and even party a little bit. But let's face it, that's always the Niagara Falls Frankie Angel. I'm back in my old room. Uh, there's my. That's my mom again. They always use those kind right. of things, and I'll get to you. Um, let's go to uh, Chad in Ohio. Hey, Ron. Hey, Phil. Uh, this is a TV show you haven't mentioned yet. How about sliders? Sliders. Sliders didn't time travel. They traveled through different dimensions. They went to the alternate realities that we're talking about. So that was the first one. That would kind of use uh, the quantum physics, the wormhole type stuff to say there are the other East Side Daves. <clears throat> and then when you get there, you don't necessarily like the other Daves. I probably wouldn't. I would be in competition with the other Daves. The other Daves aren't you. Yeah. I mean, a, a homeless other Dave, as you said before, I, I wouldn't have any sympathy for him. But does it make you feel good that there are other Daves that are doing really well right now? No. Doing well? No. I'm jealous of those other Daves. Well, There's like... one Dave out there that's beloved. Oh. I mean, I'd like to think some people at least like me, but beloved, yeah, I guess. 
Uh, and the weird thing is, uh, and all the Daves and all the realities, mm-hmm. 99.8% of them, because I'm doing the numbers right here, all right. have eaten their own shit. Oh, boy. Well, that is there a common thread between us? Yeah, there is a common thread. <laughs> we all know what we likes. And every one of them had to hear, rather be dead than red on the head. Well, that doesn't change, I guess, no matter what dimension you live in. Uh, Mike, you're on Fez. Hey, uh, how about that uh, Chris Christopherson movie, Millennium, where they would steal the people that were going to die in plane crash today? I like that one because um, when you came back here from the future, you would have to smoke because this air was too pure for them. So they would constantly be fucking lighting cigarettes <laughs> just to get good, dirty air in their lungs. I remember Cheryl Ladd, too, was quite attractive. Cheryl Sothamore Ladd. To young children. You ever run a Bachelor Show Ladd? One of the first. To a young boy like myself, Cheryl I got Ladd. something for you to cream to. There was a Cheryl Ladd on an early Happy Days episode. Uh, remember when uh, Opie won the date to the prom? And uh, yeah. Fonzie showed up and he put uh, whiskey in the Coke? <laughs> Before they became a sitcom, when they were like movie happy days, uh-huh. Show Lad was the movie starlet. Wow! And she was unbelievable. She was really young. This is before she was an angel. Before she was a Charlie's angel. <laughs> All right, check that out. A replacement angel, which I don't even know if I include the uh, replacement angels as being real angels. Just like I don't call those other guys in Leonard Skinner, Darren Leonard Skinner. <laughs> I think of Leonard Skinner as being gone. Well, they can't kind of came in like horsemen in wrestling. You consider those guys real horsemen? Um, no, you, you can't. Towards the end, you really can't. Thank you. You're right. Thank you. I think if you have a connection with one of the originals, you can call yourself an angel. I don't know when Cheryl had, did she have a connection with one of the original yeah. angels? So I think that that's okay. But if they had a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, she wouldn't go in. It's like when they put Leonard Skinner in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the Leonard Skinner we've seen, only like one of them went in. Yeah. But, I mean, at the same time, Marky Ramone is synonymous with the Ramones as a drummer, and it's they didn't de- have him. They it, had the other... It's going to depend on where you came in. Yeah. It's definitely going to depend on what you did with it. Right. Because, uh, let's face it, is Pete Best the original drummer for the <laughs> Beatles? Not as far as America's concerned. Right. Maybe some bar in fucking Liverpool. Oh, yeah. They were better then when they had Pete Best. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and Stuart Sutcliffe on bass, it doesn't, you know. Beatles' new game is coming out. They released the attract list. Oh, this is the rock band with the yeah. Beatles? Yeah. This is going to be gigantic, huh? Um, I think this will be the biggest game in 2009, 10, and 11. I think you're going to see this game outsell every game for three years. Including the rock stars? I'm, I, not, I'm not buying it. Well, that's a good point, except for the rock stars. Oh, all right, the rock stars will GTA will still kill them. But I mean, I mean, I you, think this cowboy game is going to do very well. You have every song first. here. I mean, there's there's just there's no point. There's there's, there's forty five <laughs> songs, mm-hmm. and they're going to scope the whole thing. And I'm I'm loving the fact that you're getting shit like I've got a feeling. From let it be. Well, I guess you don't want to bore people, right? You exactly. Give them money. And and the the thing that I'm also really, but I'm psyched that you know, like like that kind of song gets on because they have so many hits that you would think, and I've got a feeling. Uh, and these are going to be the real Beatles singing it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They got George Martin's son 
to remix every single song. He had to break them so down. So that makes him better because he's the son of somebody? <laughs> no other fucking engineer could do this? If they got uh, George Harrison's son to put on a green suit and do a, do the you know Beatles motions. Uh, capture motion, I guess is what they call that. And... Um, this is going to be the coolest fucking, one of the coolest fucking games in a long, long time. And it's due for Christmas? No, it's nine nine oh nine, which is kind of like a fun little, you know, take the one after nine oh nine. So they're doing it September 9th this, of this year. It's only, only a few more weeks. That's like, Inglorious Bastards in this game are basically what my life are like geared up to. And then I can you just, love to have a game like this, huh? I can just kill myself. Yeah, this is it. Now, can you play as a single person, or you need three yeah. other idiots? You can play as a single person. You can play it, you know, you, you can just sing as a single person. You can play a guitar. You can do a little bit of both. Well, you got four people in your family now. If right, you teach they're the kids Instruments. That's the goal, though, in about ten years. Family band? Yeah. Family band or just a pretend family band? <laughs> a real family band. Uh, I see my buddy, the radio shark. Let me just uh, go to him. Hey, uh, Radio Shark. Did anybody mention Woody Allen's Sleeper, that movie? Hold on, Radio Shark. You contacted me the other night. You were upset we... with Dave. Here we go. Yeah? What? Tell me what's going on. Well, why don't you tell me what I wrote to you? You tell me. Well, uh, you don't want to tell your own story? You want me to tell it? <laughs> Well, I don't know. I thought I was taking the the uh, upper road by not taking putting it out on the air. Since uh, I know how this show uh, thrives on arguments, it's like fuel for it. So I didn't want to be involved in it. But if you want to talk, no, about you know it, what? Sure. Enough said. We'll just we'll let it drop and we won't bring it up. Well, no. Did you fix it? Did you talk to him about it or what? Oh, how how am I going to fix it? I I don't have a time machine. <laughs> what do you want me to do? Because it kind of ruins what I wanted to do uh, it you know, does. on your show, doesn't it? It does. Here's what and it happened. Sort of was Radio Shark had uh, an idea. I a year and a half ago. A year, a and, a year half and, ago. and a half ago. Right. Uh, that he wanted to come in here and screen phone calls. We we talked about this the other day. You stole his thunder, Dave, by having Mikey Boy come in and screen phone calls. Yeah, where uh, did that come up from? Where did he get that idea from? Because <laughs> Mikey Boy too. wanted to do it. Yeah, where did Mikey Boy and get that idea from? You came up with this? Because it's both. You're both underhanded then. It's both being deceitful, okay? He's really upset about this. This is okay. a fucking shoot. All right. Hate he that. felt like he had a funny idea for the show. But as you said, a year and a half ago? And then... Oh, well, week, you, it, you, it didn't dawn on you until I mentioned it to Ron. And actually, I'm mad at Ron. This, this week, it's not Ron's it fault. Confidence. It's your fault for not... Wait, not, hold on. Radio well, Shark, I, I should have kept it. I told you, Ron. I didn't tell Dave. I, I never tell Dave any of my bits because he always steals and wants the phrase himself. I told you. Right. So you're the one who put the information out. But so I would not expect. Uh, confidence. I would not expect special delivery to steal Ron and Fez's idea. But I, he I, did, didn't they? He did, and he betrayed your sounds confidence like it. for your I don't show. Think so. I, I went pat. I went with you with the show. And you said, yeah, it'd be good. So he, he stole from you and me. Now, the reason I, I had to tell him that, I had to say, let's work it out through security so the shark could come up here. I, I would have loved to kept this as a major surprise for the world, shark. But I have to let my staff know. Yeah, you could, you could tell them I'm coming up. You're the one who told them what I wanted to do. You put it in his head. And he said, well, you know what? I'm going to take it and put it on my rink-eating show. Upstaging you and me. 
right? So, you have a national show. Well, he's had a national show, too, but it's on the weekend. That's but, what he did. But And, and you're really pissed True? about it. You're really pissed about this, right, Shark? Well, you know what? You know, I, I, every day I, I do something for your show. I try to think up different bits and stuff like that, and I take my punches and my knocks and stuff, and then I come up with something that, you know, that I could use myself, and next thing you know, Yo-Yo's over there giving it to Mikey Boy. Who the hell is Mikey Boy to do that? You know? Why would you give that to Mikey Boy right after I brought it up to you? I I don't even remember that. I don't think that that happened. It happened on the show last week. I said, the shark's going to come up here and run our phones. Because it's lining stuff up, Ron. That's what happens. I don't know what you mean. Well, you know, Mikey Boy happens to be in here. Opie was in here on special delivery. Names that I've brought up as being part of a plan to screw things up for me. All right, but let's make this about Radio Shark right now. Turn your radio down. You can hear us just here. Yeah, I sure. know. Wait, wait till you hear the F-16s flying over. I'm down here in Brigantine. They're all over the place. Okay. They must be coming from the sea, these terrorists. They're uh, going to go up to the Brigada. First of all, Dave, we, we, Dave. we've been doing the, the live phone screen challenge for six months. Every with time we... Own, with your own screeners, not somebody as a guest. Because Mikey Mike came in. That, that was mine, okay? I'm the one who stored it up. Because Mikey yeah, asked me to do it. I didn't even know you wanted to scream for me. Why you saw Mikey out? No, I, it, it was my... I wanted yeah. Mikey to do it when he told me. But the... Yeah. Well, let, let, let me tell you, because I never knew you wanted to do that. Get the hell out of here. Maybe a year and a half you, ago. You only heard about it two days ago. It, four days ago. It came up right this. before your show. I even mentioned the damn thing to you. But we've had... People do guest you never phone had screens. Would have been the first. I am the first one to cross the Atlantic Ocean solo. I am the first one to step on the moon. The first one. I am the first one to go and screen the telephone calls. Not Mikey. Now I don't know whether he's joking or whether he's saying Yeah, I mean, about now he's talking it. about but the moon and I shit. I will apologize to you, Shark. Uh, will you, uh, Dave? Will you give an apology also? To Radio Shark? Yeah. Um, no, because I don't feel like I did anything you wrong. You did do something wrong. <laughs> It was his bit. I shouldn't have told you, and you shouldn't have pulled him up. Fine. Why don't we just apologize? I apologize. And then we move on. Yeah, but you know what? He didn't want to. You I apologize. No, I mean it. He doesn't realize he even does wrong. But I apologize. Forget him. Shark, here's what you can do. One day you can come in here, and you'll fill in for Dave. Yeah, or excellent. Three days. I want three days. One hour. <laughs> well, you got to make it through oh, security. No. you got to have the oh, stuff no. to get through security to come up here. But you can have one day to fill in for Dave, all right? One whole day? Two days. Uh, I'm going to have Dave call you and work this out. dollars you owe me. You owe me that $8,000 for getting here the last okay. time See? through security. I never got. Right, hold on. We're going to get your and name lunch? and address. And I've been contacting with him to try and get him up here. He never wants to He doesn't want to turn me. his fucking license over to security because he knows... We will use it against him. We're going to find out where he lives. Right. He would be <laughs> insane names, to do everything. it. But, but security isn't going to let him through. No, you have to have a driver's license to get up here. Right. Period. That's the rules. We had to have our driver's licenses to get We're passes. still wearing fucking passes and we like idiots. still wear them. Yeah. So Your I, picture has to be taken. And there's Absolutely. They're, they're saying right now they don't want anybody coming in here unless... Uh, and no guest at all. No. Right. Uh, unless, of course, they have Cuban cigars. Right. And then we'll find out a way. Yes. That was the memo. 
I didn't even know that was part so you, of it. You felt like Dave was in the wrong there? Oh, yeah, totally. I remember it coming up on the show, what Radio Shark wanted to do. But if we're going to play, we're talking about time travel. We've been doing that for like six or seven months. If that was Radio Shark's real thing, and I don't remember him a year and a half ago. He's been asking me for a long fucking to, to, time. For, to, to, to do phone screeners? Yes. And it, I tell him every time, dude, you've got to turn your fucking ID over. We it's were, my only defense. I want you to do it, but you got you've got to come in with valid ID. He was able to get past fucking Poe because he would, you know, roll a fucking Reese's cup on the fucking ground. And then when Poe was eating it, he would run past them. But this is true security here. Yeah, this is these the real thing. These are ex-FBI. Fuck yes. Ex-detectives ex, from ex, Manhattan. Ex-special forces. We got all kinds of fucking people we're surrounded by here. The people that wanted David Crosby's glasses, sunglasses off. This is Mission Impossible security. This is real shit. And, you know, you... you right, now, to... let, let me duck the fez for a second, all right? Yes. Let me finally shut your pie hole up for five seconds. You're mad at Opie? Well, I just, you know, I said before I thought Opie was probably in cahoots with Dave and the McDonald's, and Opie shows up on special delivery. So, I mean, it makes perfect sense to me now. And you no longer like Mikey Boy, your longtime friend? Mikey Boy, I just, you know, Mikey Boy had come on here and said, I'm going to be neutral. Here he is, you know, doing a bit on Dave's show. So it just makes me, I have to be suspicious of people. Yeah, but you, you don't expect Opie and Mikey Boy to see Dave as the enemy, do you? The, that's the enemy? Dave? Well, if, you know, to go, yeah, if Dave is undermining me and trying but he to... he sat in here for four hours today. Mm -hmm. You didn't send him out of the room. You got along with them. Why would everybody else tiptoe? It's not making sense. I'm trying to show you where your fucking bananas are at right now. Dave is in here. Uh-huh. Everybody knows Dave. Right. Why wouldn't they want to listen to his show and go to his show? You're fine with him being in here for four hours. This war that goes on is only in your mind. doesn't happen in the reality world. No, Dave hasn't tried to undermine me the past couple days. Then what's the difference? Then why is that okay for you to say Dave is okay and Mikey Boy and Opie can't? doesn't make sense. It just makes me wonder, just from past actions, I'm suspicious of people. I'm suspicious of you. Because you know how you don't get along with Dave, and then you're in here with him all day today. So I think you're in on the plan. I think you're trying to run Fez out of here. What the hell is this? What is this? That's the plan music. It stinks. The plan music's terrible. And you're okay with there being plan music? I had no idea what it was. Uh, here's the daily leader. Hey, leader. Hey, what's going on? If we're stealing Shark's bits, does that mean next party Mikey Boy has to throw the stink bomb? And who gets to call up with the harmonica? These are good points. We've we've gone into a world of madness. <laughs> Just fucking madness. After he starts saying he was the first person on the moon, I, I'm not sure if I can take him seriously. No, I know he started joking then. But his point was that was his bit. Now, I can't believe that he tried to take, as he calls it, the upper road and didn't want to bring it out on the air. But he did uh, email me, and he never does. And he was furious. He should have, if this was his quote-unquote bit, he should have done it a year and a half ago. 
So you think Opie shouldn't stop by uh, special delivery? I think it was just showing his loyalties. All right, I called special delivery that night too. Mm-hmm. Uh, am I being disloyal to you? I don't think you are. Because? Because I know you. I, I, I think I can trust you. And you know Opie. Yeah. And you know Mikey Boy almost as long. Yeah, but I don't know. I... Have those guys ever done anything against you? Even once? Well, I, I know, like this past week on RonFez.net, there was a guy on there, Dan LaRoe, who was sticking up for me, and he ended up getting banned while every other negative thread goes through. I don't even know what that means, so I'll have to, uh, you know, I'll have to say okay to that. I don't know what that means, though. Mm-hmm. Dan LaRoe is a person who uh, was on your side. Yeah, who was posting on RonFez.net. And Mikey Boy ban him for being on your side? Um, I guess so. I, I mean, I don't know exactly what the circumstances were, but I noticed he gets banned. Mm. Well, sometimes people, I don't know this, but we repeat the same threads over and over and over again. Oh, and after Mikey's friend outside. Didn't I already tell you this isn't your time? This is me and Fez talking. Sorry. We're trying to figure out the plan. Yeah. Um, so let me talk to him. And I know that fucking bothers you. Two seconds go by. It's not about Dave. I'm going to go back to you now, Dave. Did Opie say to you, we're getting Fez good? No, Opie didn't say that Did Mikey all. boy? Neither of them brought Fez's name up the entire day that they were here. Did you ever see them with your wife and the three of them cackling like crazy, evil people? My wife wasn't here. Um, Opie was here just to have fun. Didn't even bring up Fez's name. In fact, never has brought up Fez's name to me as far as long as I've known him. I've known Opie for a long time, and he's never said anything but good things about Fez. It just makes me wonder. It's very coincidental. I don't get the coincidence. He works here. Dave works here. He stops by. Sam is uh, is Opie's guy. Opie likes radio. He's stopped by and done our show. Yeah, Maybe but- he was having, you know, dinner... Stopped in. But what's happened is, you know, just last week we were talking about who might have been on, in on the plan. Those two names get mentioned. They show up on special delivery. I didn't realize that. And then Dan LaRouche. <laughs> Nuke. I suddenly felt like, when, what's the person's name? Dan LaRouche. Did that remind you of like a David Lynch film? Dan LaRouche <laughs> yeah. is dead. Dan LaRoe is dead. Do you know Dan LaRoe? No, I don't. Do you know this fucking internet thread that he's talking about? I just know that people have been repeating threads, and Mikey Boy has been banning them, but it's not necessarily only about Fez. It's about just repeating threads. You did really good today with the paranoia, and now it's all just exploding. Has it been here the whole show? Oh, it's always there. It's always going to linger there, because I wonder. And a lot of people write to me, this bit stinks. It's not a bit? Not a bit. Not on my part. Not a bit. Not at all. Hmm. Well, I guess the access of evil is out to get you. There's nothing we can do about it. Did it dawn on you when Opie stopped by? This is going to hurt Fez? Not in the slightest. When Mikey Boy screened the calls? Did you feel like we're getting Radio Shark? And Not in the Fez slightest. Hmm. All right. Uh, John, John, you're on my Hey there, Ronnie B. Yeah. 
you know, it always seems like you have drama with a lot of the guys that are on the show. But the one person that stays under the radar, does his job, and keeps the show going is Scruffy. How about we nominate him for Beanie Cup? Uh, I didn't even know Scruffy was here today until I saw him in the hall uh, last break. He is. That's how that caller got through. If it was a pro Dave call, it would have made it. No, I'm not saying call that. Back. We're doing something else. Call I, back later. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying the scruff. I thought that was going to be a Chris Stanley call. Because he, he had a, like a star, like, put this up immediately. <laughs> Go to this right now. Well, then, like it's breaking that. news. It's scruffy breaking news. <laughs> um, Hey, Danny, uh, you're on the Ron Fez show. Hey, Ronnie B. Um, just letting you know that thread on ronfestnock.net that got that guy banned, he was banned because he was making personal threats at people, telling people he was going to show up to their house and kick their ass. Had nothing to do with it being a pro Fez back, and it wasn't even a Mikey boy that, that banned him. It was somebody else. So Do you I, like I, this I, guy, Dan LaRue? I like Dan LaRue, yeah. It, um, was his, his, it was an asinine conversation the guy was having. Made no sense. I think it might have been Fez, actually, that was writing it. Uh, but it was just... It, all right, let me get to the bottom of something, and then, you know, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this. Because uh, we always do, but um, is this is why you gave the ass kissing pictures to Whackbag? Oh sure, yeah. Was it Dan Larue? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. The guy's banned. One guy goes on there and sticks up for me. He gets banned. Fine, give the uh, ass kiss pictures to Whackbag, which they're up there now. Maybe this will make you feel better. Today's beanie cop goes to Dan Larue, ladies and gentlemen. First time uh, poster and first time uh, winner of the Beanie Cup. Congratulations, Dan. And if you don't like it, Dan LaRue is coming to your house and he's going to kill you. Yeah, I mean, that's, I don't that, think. That'll that's... be the new scary story for kids. You better get to bed before I tell Dan LaRue. Dan LaRue, kids, he doesn't like bad children. Don't say Dan LaRue in the mirror three times. That's for sure. Dan LaRue. Don't. That's that's twice. Dan Larue. Well, anyway, that's the end of that. You you still stick with the plan, Fuzzy? Yeah. There's people out there to hurt you. Yeah, maybe the fact that I've started speaking up for myself and I've exposed this conspiracy made some people back off for a, for a day or so. But I don't. That doesn't make me think any less that there was a plan. How did it make them back off by everybody joining together at Dave's show? That it was, you know, exposed. That it was being obvious. Serious, dude. Yeah, serious. Absolutely serious. Look at that barbecue. And that no one expected me to speak up about it. I'll say this. Um, LP's never been anything but sweet to you. Always been kind to you. And you're not going to find a nicer person than Mikey Boy. You're just not going to. It's not going to happen that way. Dan LaRue, on the other hand, is fantastic. He's great. I think, you get, a new, I think you get a new pal there. He's the Beanie Cup winner. Seems Dan, very violent. Dan LaRue. Don't say it. You're either going to get Christmas from Santa, or Dan LaRue is going to drag you down into the depths of hell. All right, get, good night, honey. Give me a kiss. Give me a kiss in case Dan LaRue kills you during the night, <laughs> and I don't get to see you again. 
As you're off on your way to a booking meeting? Yeah. Maybe me at 3 o'clock. Uh, do a little deep breathing before you get there. Don't go in as this guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> sure. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's it, folks. It's spinning out of control. Just like uh, Z-Man's riding lawnmower, Fez's brain no longer has brakes. And just, he's hitting the brakes. He's still going over the side. See you guys back here tomorrow with our guests, Dan LaRue, Opie, Mikey Boy, and Rob Zombie. And his new film, Dan LaRue. Dan LaRue. Uh, that's the end of my show. Donk. I love to watch things on TV.